If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Man, my whip the bike got a bus now. Pull a check, bought a bus down. Power only about to break it down. Boys getting money, got a flavor town. Told you boys about to cash you, dog. These Philly streets, they getting wild. Thought he's slurping out the glizzies down. Pass the car, can't calm us down. Instagram getting sick, huh? Flex on to bring the label back. People making sick, I feel like Matt. Making deals, I feel like Chad. You scoop them up when you fumble back. This culture needs the truth and facts. We talking all them poker games and sneaker apps. Uh, while our trips in them perky packs Dropping game on a week that pass Breaking down like a reaper stash T-R-P-E make you laugh T-R-P-E make you laugh T-R-P-E make you laugh Man, T-R-P-E make you laugh Man, T-R-P-E make you laugh What up, what up? We back, Realest Podcast Ever Episode 121 Got it right for the first time in like a month and a half have I mentioned that I hate everybody? <laughs> I'm just. Have I ever explained that I hate everybody? Man, sitting here going through his uh through his DM. Man, if, uh, is, can somebody ask Dan? Is the video recording? Yeah, he said it was. Oh, he said it's recording. Yeah, All right, cool. I believe. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Video. I think so. The, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely recording. Yeah. I think so. It's your law. It's recording. It's, it's your law. It's your law. It's Uh So yeah, we good. Sixty percent uh, of the time, it works. One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> reporting live from the Last Out Media Studios, Aaron Benson, Pennsylvania. I am your host, C Diddy. I am Matt. Makes me. Well, y'all make me sick, but we I'm have mad. our silent third mic slash videographer, Big Dan, in the building. Say something to the people, Big Dan. Hello, people. Taylor's here. Hello, Taylor, you want to say something? Not really. Okay. All right, cool. You know what's crazy? A lot of our uh, listeners didn't think Taylor looked like how he looks. They thought he was like they thought, Zach he, they, they thought you were like a nerdy, scrawny white dude, and then, and then they see you like it's, a, it's white LeBron. Yeah, two twenty <laughs> six four. <laughs> Probably I'm, beat the living out of somebody. Still a nerdy white dude, but yeah, he just doesn't look like it. <laughs> Dan looks like uh, the guy that can knock down all the threes from the Nets. What's his name? Oh, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. There you go. Yeah, perfect description of Joe uh, Harris. Yeah, of Taylor. The um, I finally f- watched the last two episodes of Power. I haven't seen any episodes except episode two. Hey man, listen, Power is Tyreek. The girl roofied Tyreek. <laughs> roofied him. Okay. He passed out in his room. She goes to his pocket, takes his phone, does all this goofy shit. I ain't gonna tell you what, but she roofied him. You ever been roofied? Never. You know what roofie is? I know what it does. Roofling. Yeah. The nigga got up, roofied. He has on a bomber leather jacket and a black t-shirt. Well, black long sleeve shirt. Gets up, roofied, walks out of his room, and shows up at Raina's gravesite in a three-piece suit. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, what is happening? It's the most insane <laughs> chain of events. How the fuck? He tied a tie. <laughs> he was roofied. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Gotta love power, This man. show is so nuts, yo. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know what I've been watching uh, the last week? Um, I caught it late, so I had binge-watched like six episodes um, and then I watched seven and eight this weekend. Um, a show called Lovecraft Country. It's on HBO. Bro, I was talking about that the other day. Yeah, it's a it's a little far out. It's like, like a scientific. It's like it's, it, 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 it explores like the the 
the bridge between like reality and magic and like how a lot of dark forces are like hovering around like in plain sight and it goes back it's like in the 1950s and 60s is like a, I, I want uh, it might be like 40s and 30, 40s and 50s mm-hmm. but it's like a long time ago or whatever and it basically follows this one soldier um named Atticus Freeman that comes back from Vietnam so whenever fuck Vietnam was that's Vietnam the time period was the 70s okay so he comes back from Vietnam uh Vietnam war whatever like that and he's had an experience over there with like some magical shit but didn't realize that that's what like some de- demonic forces he didn't realize that what it was and then he comes to America and then there's all of this different shit his dad goes missing he gets kidnapped by some dark order and all this crazy shit and it's like the way that they tell the story is like not in order they like jump around episode to episode and then like the last like six seven and eight for the first season they kind of tie it all right, back right. together whatever like that but it's a really really good show and uh journey smollett is uh on the show uh jussie's sister who the hell is that journey yeah journey smollett you remember her from like back in the day she was like a kid actor and shit like that super light-skinned she's literally jussie smollett oh oh, sister. oh um <laughs> from full house exactly yeah yeah i love her michelle tanner oh, she's so fucking sexy she was in the tyler perry movie yeah god awful movie yeah but- she, she got eights no, she yeah, hey, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm gonna say no, HIV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she fucked uh, with the billionaire boy, Ferrari boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, every every time she comes on the screen, I'm like, oh my god, she's so fucking sexy. I just love that woman, and I don't even like light skinned women for, for those of you out there. But yeah, that's Journey Smile. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's super fucking bad. I love her. And um, who else is on the show? Uh, Omar, Omar coming. He plays Atticus. Oh, the, oh, no, I was about to say Omar Epps, like. The Omar. Yeah, the okay. Omar. Yeah, yeah, he plays uh, Atticus' father on the show. He gets kidnapped the first episode. They go looking for him. Um, who else? Uh, Angela Bass's husband is in the show. Uh, Courtney Her real Vance. husband? Okay. Yeah, Courtney Vance. He's on the show. Uh, and I think that's like the only real like name recognizable people. Everything else. But it's like a black ensemble cast. It's like super dope. Now, the other day at like 2 some in the morning, I did stumble upon a movie with The Rock where his son got into some trouble. And he basically agreed to go undercover as a <laughs> snitch to keep his son from going to jail. And I was just like, "Is it called snitch? It's something. It's called snitch or or <laughs> rat or some some shit along the lines. Informant, yeah, some shit along them lines." And I I watched it for like twenty minutes, and I just was like, "How did The Rock become the number one man in Hollywood? <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs> this shit is awful." But um, yeah, I haven't. I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to sit down and just watch television. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. It just is difficult at times to just sit down and watch shows over and over. Yeah, I literally all the content that I consume is on my phone in some way or another. Like, I literally probably watch maybe ten hours a week of television. That includes live sports. Like, yeah. literally. 10 hours a week of television every all the other time that i spend is youtube videos podcasts informational shit where i'm trying to learn something yeah. or figure something out and then just some random ignorance like i've been listening to 21 savage and metro album the last uh two days or whatever that shit is excellent by the way and um yeah that's really it though but i have i don't have time to watch television yeah not have you know i the uh last television show i said i actually sat down and watched was ozark you see, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't 
last season Ozark was fucking garbage. Honestly, I didn't even finish the third. It's the third season, right? Yeah. I didn't even finish it's it. It's bad. Once they got into the mental health zone with the fucking the brother, the brother yeah. being manic and all that shit, I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. No, it's, thank you. It's like, where are the Mexicans that are killing everybody? Like, this is Yo, what I want to see. Speaking of Mexicans, I was in uh, Cherry Hill today. I had to go to the bank, to Navy Federal. I left and went to Chick-fil-A. That's, uh, like, no offense. That's a Mexican Chick-fil-A now. Like, Which one? The one in Cherry Hill. Everybody's Mexican. The one in though. between the mall and the Rover dealership yes, and all that shit. Yeah. That shit is all Mexican. Completely Mexican. I've, like, I've never been in that Top genre. down. Like, the manager is Mexican. The one that's right across from Nordstrom. Yes. Yeah, I've never it's, actually it's been in it. It's Mexican. I, I was like, yo, how it, how it got like this? Like, I was I was so confused, but, you know. There's one a mile away, so don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the mall. Yeah, I was I was so confused. Oh, new uh, interracial dating capital of <laughs> Philadelphia and the surrounding counties, South Street. Yo. It's, we went there to, we were the only black people out there that were together. I'm like, this shit is bizarre, yo. Yo, I was on South Street yesterday uh, getting food from Ishkabibbles. It was mad strange. Apparently, uh, South Sunday is biker day. Okay. Slash, I, I knew it was gay day. Uh, no offense, I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's like Pride Day or whatever. Sunday on South Street is Pride Day, for those of you that don't know. Now... It's Biker Day mixed in with Pride Day. There was like 900 bikers on South Street yesterday. So you got loud ass bikes. Uh, one of the bike group crews were from New York. They had their vests on and shit like that. One of the bike crews from New York. Then you got like all of the uh, Pride couples walking up and down the street. Then you got like like handicapped people being pushed by like they uh they advocates. Yeah. It was just like it was like a. I was like, how did we? Mix all of this in, in I don't, one I don't think I could ever we, It's funny We were in New York The other day And it was like Some car shit going on Where all the niggas With SRTs And scat packs And track Oh that happens in Philly they, Every week they, No it was like 200 <laughs> of the niggas At Times Square yeah. it, was, it was fucking insane And I I don't have it in me To join a car club Or a motor, Could you ever do that Fuck no I Listen I, One night I was at the Hess Was it a Hess It was a Hess at the time On yeah. Germantown Down the street from uh, What was that It's a speedway now you know what I'm talking about yeah. Right across from Gretz I was there late night I left work I was going there And like four or five Old ass caddies This one I had my Hey there Ever thought about What makes your heart Beat a little faster Oh you mean like When you discover A new track That just speaks to you Yeah Or finding a movie That you can't stop Thinking about Well get ready To feel that excitement All over again Because Amazon Prime Is here to take your Entertainment and shopping Experience to the next level Absolutely Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. DTS. <laughs> like four or five old ass. I'm talking about like the joint they tried to blow Sam Rothstein up and like just old ass caddies pulled in and they like surrounded me and got out and was like, yo, you know, we got a Cadillac car club. Da, 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 da. You know, I be seeing you every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever think about, you know. What did, what did being a what what is it called when you first join a car club? Uh, um, a pr apprentice, a prospect, a prospect. And I was just like, 
Man, look, if y'all ain't trying to let me be the leader, I, I ain't about to. I gotta come in as a CEO. Yeah, like, I gotta come in as a fucking equal partner or something for these raggedy ass caddies. I'm just like, I could never do it. How about if I just give y'all the $227 and just yeah. skip the line and just go right to the head of the organization? Yeah, nigga straight tried to muscle me into a car club. I'm like, no, nah, chief, I don't, I, I'm Yo, not I'm, coming to no meetings. I was listening to this uh, interview on uh, Adam22 on uh, No Jumper today. This rap kid from uh, Houston named Peso Peso. Uh, Mexican kid And he's like real dope He's uh, down with uh, The Sauce family Sauce walking All them ridiculous niggas mm-hmm. From Houston And he was just basically like Yeah we was in the studio And we got four rooms In the studio And it's like A hundred niggas there And this and this And we just chilling Doing gang shit And I'm just like Yo being in a gang Has to be exhausted Has like, to be tiring yo, You literally gotta hang With these niggas All the time and Or they, you and, bugging and, and yeah And they like Make up your day <laughs> yes. Like you're like you you get an itinerary <laughs> when you report for duty. Right. As a he member. said he was he like, said he got up to leave to go home and Sauce was like, "Bro, where you going? <laughs> like, why are you leaving?" He's like, "Oh, I'm about to go to the crib. No, come record." I don't, so, I don't, so now we got to do gang rap shit. I don't I don't speak about this often, but in my younger years, I attempted to sell crack and it didn't go for thirteen hours. <laughs> maybe if because it was like we was out there, you know, we was young boys, you know, how old heads, yeah, get, you yeah, know, yeah. and we we out there and. I, in my mind, we made sufficient funds, you know what I'm saying, for, for the evening. So I was like, all right, I'm about to, you know, I'm, head home. I'm about to go take it in. And my man, you know, God rest his soul, JR, man, he got kicked. JR was like, why, where you going? And I'm like, in the crib. And he was like, no, oh, man, we don't go in the crib. We out here all night. And I'm like, that's not smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, why the fuck are we going to be out here all night? He like, man, we die. We, 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 we go to sleep when we die. And I'm like, you gonna die if you don't go to sleep, <laughs> nigga. You ever been to health class? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just can't stay up. And I was just like, yeah, this shit ain't for me, man. Like, I need, I need order. I got, I gotta get rest. I need eight hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I need three squares. I need a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ain't it, man. I'm cool. Yeah, that trap, that trap life, and that gang life. That shit is bullshit. It's and like, that yo, gang shit is that's something. Yo, you way. Was with the, you literally are with the bros twenty four seven, and it's like, yo. When do you have time to like have a girlfriend or court a nice young lady? Like, when do you get some? When do you get a free moment to like watch Titanic or some shit like that? Like, you with the gang all the time. Years ago, we was at my homie's college. I won't say what college, but we were there. You know, you go to your man in college. We going up to the, and we like chilling in the little lounge area down in the in the lobby of a dorm or whatever. And his roommate came down and was like, "Yo, we mind you, we've been smoking weed, chilling out. We went to a party. We was back chilling like because they had like this whole." TV center in the lobby and shit were off the lobby in the, yeah. in the gym. He came in the, in the lobby like, yo, yo, boy upstairs fucking my girl up. And niggas, his, my man was his roommate. He jumped up. His other homie jumped up. And I'm like, why'd he come get y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like, if... if if somebody's fucking your girl up, <laughs> that's a right now thing. That ain't the, let me go get the homies. <laughs> Keep fucking this bitch up. I'll be right back with the homies. So they all got up all amped up and went running up the steps. Yeah. And, and we got up there and I, you could hear like the moaning coming from the other side of the door. And I'm like, I'm starting to believe <laughs> that he didn't say fucking her up. Fucking my girl. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I heard it wrong. And. Boy was fucking his girl And yeah. I'm like I told my, my man Ross I'm like Now it's even weirder Cause why, why Why'd you come get people for this And he started like Kicking at the door And You've been to college dorm rooms They're like 
doors like that, you know what I'm saying, with that, yeah. that metal spring thing, you don't just, like, kick them, you know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. like, mule kicking the door. And finally, he kicks it, door opens. Bull had, like, just got off the sofa. And I'm like, he kept going through all of <laughs> <He> this. <kept> going. <laughs> this is insane. And then turns out Bull was, like, one of the fullbacks or something from the college team. And, yeah, it went, it went super left. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, like... I don't have that gang activity mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't come get me for your problems. You know what I mean? I've seen a shootout happen on the strength that, like, somebody's girl had got hit and, like, they had some words and multiple shooters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how does that happen exactly? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hit your girl. Not saying that, (laughs) but. Yeah. If you come back with Dan and Taylor and it's like. Why are they rotten? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I get why you angry. But, but you don't fuck up my man, girl. Yeah, why are they upset? Like, I get why you pissed. But, like, yeah, that, <laughs> that like, and then the, the, the strangest thing for me with a gang, again, I don't understand the gang shit. You know, I don't grow up. I didn't, I didn't live in a gang city or none of that. Is that I have to fight you to get in. Right. I'd rather just go to Sam's Club. Did you ever see that going on Vice? uh, The New York niggas? Yeah, the New York niggas in Brooklyn. They fuck, boy. He had that big ass joint. He had that big ass cherry water ice on his eye. And it's just like now. And they your friends now. Yeah. Uh-uh. It was like, man, get up. You ain't that hurt. <laughs> like, no, nigga, I need to go to the spittal. Like, and that was the leader that was on there talking, <laughs> using not full sentences and shit. It was, it, the gang shit is wild. You the know what I'm saying? The gang shit is, is no, no thank you for all the gangs out there that had hopes on recruiting me. No thank you. I'm a pass, guys. I'm telling you right now, I'd be a terrible gang member. <laughs> I wouldn't show up on time and shit. I wouldn't put effort. Time to ride and shit. Like maximum effort ain't no way on earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, but other than that, how was your weekend? Or how was your week? Uh, it was cool. I didn't um didn't really do much. Um, you know, I'm in the process of of moving right now. I'm taking like the longest move in history. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm moving from from one place to another place, and it's like I'm like bringing just enough shit to survive for like days at a time, and then eventually, within two months, the rest of my shit will get up there. So that's what I'm going through right now. Did you do anything else this week? Uh, no, I haven't been nowhere. Like people keep trying to get me to like go places in Philly. Uh, I'm not going. Stop inviting me. Um, Big Dan was at some scumbag bar the other day. He had my man call me. So I'm like, yeah, pull up. I'm like, I'm I'm not coming. He's like, yeah, Big Dan told me you wasn't gonna come because he knows I'm not. Like, I'm not coming. Like it's just, it's just yeah, scumbag bar. My scumbag <laughs> bar days are like <laughs> over. Niggas from my hood. One day I seen him and was like, yo, we all going to Rosie's tonight. I was like, what's that? He's like, you know Rosie's. I'm like. The joint around the way, I thought they condemned that fucking building. That right. shit is still open and niggas is still in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, shrimp on a stick. <laughs> That's what niggas be worried about. Yeah. Um, what did we do? Oh, my birthday was Friday. Your birthday was Friday. Happy birthday, birthday Friday. Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, Friday, we went to Barclay Prime. Me and you spoke about the cheesesteak. It's exquisite. It acted. I, I tried to explain to somebody the other day because it comes with champagne. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it $130. Because he asked me, do I want the champagne? And I don't really drink, but I was like, it's a My bottle birthday. of Mo. The picture will look good. Yeah. Put it on the t- You know what I'm saying? But I didn't inquire how much it is without the champagne. Right. <laughs> but I'm assuming the price would change. Because yeah. people hit me like, yo, is it really worth $130? And I'm like, honestly, yo. It's worth $130. Yeah. Like, I'm just keep it a bean with you. It's that good of a cheesesteak. It's phenomenal. I think it's pretty decent. And it's actually 
just as good, if not better, on the comeback when you heat it up the next day. The ne- Yo, listen, I put that joint in the microwave. That joint was it was even better. I was like, damn, this is a really good fucking cheesesteak. You know what I'm saying? The um overall though, Barclay Prime was like, eh. Yeah. They pissed me off because there's no valet. Yeah. And which you would think in the times like this, the valet would actually, like, I saw valet at Del Frisco's. I saw valet at Ocean Prime. It's like, you can charge, val, mind you, valet at Del Frisco's charging 27. Yeah. Valet normally 18. You could charge what you want. Yeah. There's nowhere to park. For sure. And everything in the street is blocked the fuck off because of the, you know, people have made these old cabins, log cabins <laughs> and shit in the street. So it's like, it's nowhere to fucking park. Yeah, so literally. I had to park on like... Like 11th and Samson. Damn. Yeah. It was nowhere to fucking park. All the lots was full. Every lot. Africans like, no, 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 brother. No, no. <laughs> like, it's nowhere to fucking park. So I, that whole shit had me, like, heated. Because I wouldn't even... In my mind, come down valet, go ahead by my business. Yeah. They were the one spot down there who had no valet. But other than that, the food was good. Then Saturday, we went up to New York. Simple shit. This is some shit I always do. When I go out of town, we was talking to Jules earlier about this. I make a reservation an hour apart at, like, four different restaurants. <laughs> Just in case it's I run into some nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I made a reservation for Budokan, 7.30. I made a reservation for um, where we ended up going, which was uh, Benjamin Prime, 8.30. And then on the, I had a joint at Uncle Jackson Queens at 9.30. Like, if all else fails, <laughs> we, we get the fuck out of my head. Stop past Nas and them crib and, you know, keep it the fuck moving. <laughs> but we went to Budokan. Outdoor seating, okay. But they got like half of the seating is with like. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, you know, the heated lamps and the, the log cabins and shit. Yeah. Then the other half, no heated lamp, just on the sidewalk. Nigga, you ever try to eat a meal on 33rd Ave in New York? And the wind is blowing <laughs> in the middle. 50 million people walking <laughs> past this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, yo, this ain't, like, really it. Like, they had two of the log cabin heat lamp tables open. Yeah. I was like, yo, can we get one of them? The lady was like, oh, we got to save those for our larger, you know, groups or whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right. We sit at the table. I'm, I'm not feeling it just because so many people are walking past, walking yeah. past. I'm like, I'm ready to skip to the next gym. Yeah. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And she was like, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever you want to do, it's your birthday, boom, boom, boom. So then as I'm, we're saying this, a couple comes and sits at one of the first tables you lost that it. was open. Not yet. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm just like, where's the rest of the group? She went to the bathroom, so I came right over. I'm like, hey, uh, you, you, you just with her? He was like, yeah. Like, you could almost see the joint. Like, I was about to be like, no, she a hoe. Like, no, I, I, I was like, you, it's just you and her? He like, yeah. I'm like, all right, so I come back to the table. I'm like, uh, remember, Simi, it, it, it appears to me these are people have stolen our luggage. Like, that's the tip I'm on. Like, something not right. You know what I'm saying? Then another couple came and sat at the other joint. Just uh, two white people. So I'm just like. Yo, what the fuck? So I go to the manager, well, the, the waitress. I'm like, yo, this shit ain't right. Da, 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 da. We out. We just get the fuck up. So I call for the truck to come back around. The manager come running up to us as we about to hop in the truck. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, da, 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 da. just give me 20 minutes. I'll have one of the tables with the heat lamp. I'm like, don't even, you don't even stress yourself. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we passed that now. So we bounced. Went to Benjamin Prime. I'm happy we did because Benjamin, let me tell you. Benjamin, you ever been there? No. The best steak I've had in a very long time. 
It was phenomenal. Yeah. Everything was perfectly cooked. It's on 41st and Madison. Phenomenal. The yeah. ambiance was great. Niggas was in there with hoodies on. That was strange. You've seen that. That was bizarre. Nigga had the hood on. Like how Taylor, he was just I'm like, yo, niggas is crazy. I'm like, this is the third rate of steakhouse in fucking New York. Motherfuckers is there with their hoods on. But um the ambiance was really nice. Music, the food, service, A1. Yeah. It was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta check that joint out. Left from Benjamin Prime, went down Times Square. That's where all the nonsense was going on yeah. with the cars and everything. It was Times Square was nuts. Um what did we do yesterday? Uh, Sunday. What did you? Oh, we yesterday? went to Harlem. I took her to Harlem. That was funny as shit. Cause she real like locked the doors, roll the windows up, <laughs> attitude about it. It was funny as shit. But um, went up to Sylvia's, went up to the Rucker. You know, just moved yeah. around Harlem and shit. It's real. Uh, Harlem is crazy because it's like North Philly in a certain sense. Yeah. Like over here is like beautiful homes, and then over here it's like. Diplomats <laughs> on the court like this. Like, is that hell, bro? <laughs> <laughs> is that the Crown Vic with the Uzi in it? Like, that's that real. hurt my girl. Yo, that shit is real. But uh, Harlem was cool, like I said. Then we went to the outlets and pulled yeah. my ass back home. So it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Can't really complain. Right. 36 out here. Old as dirt. What's up, man? Where do you want to go today? Uh, I want to start at the top. Okay. Or at the bottom, depending upon how you look at it. I want to talk about our president. Okay. Yeah, Trump has been wild. He's, listen, he's pulling out all the stops to get reelected. You know? <laughs> I got COVID. Uh, <laughs> the big joker on his yeah. <laughs> February, COVID is some bullshit. It's not real. It'll go March. It's just going to go away. It's definitely the big joker. October, got that shit. No. Feel sympathy for me. I have COVID. Me and Melania have COVID. I imagine him coming off the stage and his like his secretary like at debate was a disaster. He like and like cranked a little emergency joke, put his mask on. Like fuck it, I got, fuck it, I got, I got COVID. I have the China disease. <laughs> he said I got coronavirus or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I said Trump crazy as shit. Yo, if I think just said I got coronavirus or whatever you want to call it. Yo, if he's nothing, he's entertaining as fuck, man. Like, oh. it's a it's a special level. Of you have to laugh when it comes to Trump. You man. have to. You have to. Nuts. It's impossible. There's no way you can hear him talk on a daily basis and not laugh. Everything he says, people is have funny. to take orders from him. Like, Dog. bad people work for him. He released an official video talking about it and said, I'd like to inform you that me and the first lady Melania have coronavirus or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Whatever the fuck you want to call this little bullshit. Like, dog. So he came out, said he had uh, COVID. Did you see the people uh, that went to the hospital? Yes. That was the funny. Yeah, people that went to go support and, and celebrate. That went to go celebrate. <laughs> like, you have people to be like, oh, damn, sorry, Yo. 45, you have COVID. Then other motherfuckers is like, turn up, just think about the check. Chris Rock said, my heart goes out to COVID. Um, imagine having to spend that all that time around. <laughs> like, yo, this is the president, dog. The funniest shit ever. It's ridiculous, yo. So do, do you want to start with the debate? Do you want to do, do, do you want to start with that or end with that? It doesn't matter. It's up to you. 
Did you watch the debate? Yes, I watched the whole debate. I had to go back and watch it because I, I got onto it like maybe 25 minutes in. Yeah. I've seen a lot of love and hip hop. I used to watch old Jerry Springer. Like, remember yeah. with Rufus? Yeah. Them old, crazy Jerry Springers. Yeah. Phil Donahue. Uh, Stephen A. and Max. Uh, Jocelyn and Stephen and uh, Stevie uh, A. What's his name? Stevie J. Stevie J. Television show. Stevie. That debate was the most ghetto shit I've ever seen on television wow. with my eyeballs, yo. Every time Biden said something, he be he was making like hella sense, and Trump like. He just talking over. This is this is. This I said is, the only way this John could be better is if the crowd was actually in there. Because yeah. it, it would it would have been mayhem. It would have dead as been like an old Jerry Springer drum. Like yeah, the crowd sure. was chiming in and rooting and screaming and who. <laughs> it was no way around it. It's like you really get a sense of just how ridiculous of a person Trump is. Call the man's son a coke. Call him a straight fiend <laughs> at a debate at a presidential <laughs> debate. Ain't your, ain't your son on that shit? <laughs> He have a job till you fuck got popping. I'm like, he's like, oh, he's, like he's like, he's like, he's like, he called my son a loser. He said your son is a loser. Yeah. And he's a cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> this is the president of the United States. Man. He's in charge of 340 million people. It's then nuts. Joe had to defend it. Like my son, like a lot of people, had a problem. He addressed it. He got help, and he's better for it today. Crazy. Trump like cocaine. Trump <laughs> <laughs> told you, you know. Told you, nigga, treat his nose. <laughs> Dog. The, um, another crazy part of it was the whole him with the white supremacy shit. Oh, like, man. he wouldn't he, listen, denounce it. My, and, my thing with that is that Trump. Is very skilled at towing the line. Yeah, me per my personal thought from the beginning to now is the same. He don't give a fuck about nothing or nobody. No, if you are poor and you live in America, if you are poor and live anywhere, he don't give a fuck about you. If you are rich and you can help his agenda or help him make money, he loves you. But if you are poor anywhere, America, India, Asia, Bucharest. If you are poor, he don't give a fuck about you. So he knows how to toe the line in a manner of like, I hate all these poor dickheads, these gun-wielding assholes, but I need their votes. They're going to come out and vote. These niggas ain't coming out to vote one way or another. So I can't afford to lose these guaranteed votes right. that are for me trying to toe the line in favor of some people that might not vote for me. That's a perfect way to put it. It's like, yeah, this white trash, you know, old pickup truck, ripped jeans, them boots with the latches on the side. Yeah, them people, he don't give a flying fuck about them at all. At all. Zero percent. They're so charged up and so just like amped up, they're going to go vote for him. Yes. 100%. So I can't fuck these guaranteed votes up in favor of... People that aren't going to vote for me anyway, like that. That's people who like, just aren't going to vote. Yeah, that's a double negative. Like, like Chris Paul yesterday said that the NBA is uh, fifteen teams are a hundred percent registered to vote. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> like you do know it's thirty, it's y'all. 30 right? fucking teams. I'm like, what? We got a we got a hundred percent compliance on fifty percent. <laughs> so of course, if you Trump, of course, and you looking at a situation like that, it's like. 
Yeah, I'm not about to fuck cater into these dickheads and fuck the play up. Y'all not even going to vote regardless. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, when you like, yeah, you want to denounce white supremacy? Who that? Philadelphia. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know, boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? White white supremacy. Philadelphia right now has 11. <laughs> you know, just make me think about. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> it was all reason. That's the only reason I know it. Have you ever seen Head of State? Yes. With Chris Rock and Bernie Mac. You know what line I never paid attention to? Do you remember Chris Rock was running for president? Yeah. He got Bernie as his vice president. So Bernie went on CNN to talk about it with the board. He was remember. like, what are your thoughts on NATO? He was like, I don't know NATO. I don't talk about people behind their back. He was like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the North American, you know, North Atlantic Treaty. He was like, oh, I thought you were talking about NATO Jenkins. I don't get it. <laughs> Wrong. I heard they that shit. Me. <laughs> I was fucking screaming. <laughs> that nigga said, "What are your thoughts on NATO?" He said, "I don't get to talk about people behind their back." So, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the North Atlantic uh-huh. Treaty. He said, "Oh, I thought you was about NATO Jenkins. NATO Jenkins, <laughs> real cool." <laughs> like, but that's how ridiculous this shit is with Trump. Like, he don't be knowing what the fuck is going on. He don't have a clue. He stuff. said, "White supremacy. Who? Who? He who? We talking about? I, give me, give me I, a name." I, I, <laughs> Is a terrorist group. Yo. We're not talking about them. Give me another one. Oh, Trump crazy. He said, who, who, he said who, Proud Boys, uh, stand by and stand back. Yeah, that was bizarre. I still don't understand. Did that you one. see the Proud Boys change their logo? Nah. They changed the, the day after the debate, they changed their logo to the P with the crust around it that says stand by, stand back. Oh, shit. Nah. <laughs> what exactly is the Proud Boys so shit? The Do Proud, you know? Because I, I went to look into it, but I was. The Proud Boys shit is basically like. It's not a militia group, but it's like it's like a it's a it's a it's a predominantly white nationalist group. But they have members of all races. Okay, I was watching World Star. There was a a, a black guy that was a, a black younger guy too, like probably early thirties. That was a member of the Proud Boys. They had an Asian guy there, but basically they they, they support the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, and all of that old shit. Um, Where is they that, from? Is that the Second Amendment? The Second Amendment is uh, the gun. All right, so Second Amendment. They support the Second Amendment. Civil liberties, all this old shit, and they basically like just on some like we love we love America and we're going to do what need be done to protect America. But they are predominantly white, but they do have other members or whatever like that. So it's like they're no different than like if me and you started like some fucking group and then we had like multicultural representation and we believed in carrying guns and like shit like that. Okay, it's the same thing. But for whatever reason, their name was the one that got like tossed out there. I never I've heard seen of, them videos of them. I've never heard of them before the fucking. Debate. I seen videos of them at like protests fighting the Antifa motherfuckers, and they was like beating their asses. So that's yeah. why I'm like, I've seen them before. <laughs> I've heard the name before, but I didn't yeah. know exactly what it was or where they were from or where they're right. based or anything like that. Yeah, but I mean, they have mainly Republican ideals, so they get associated with like white supremacy because of their Republican ideals. Even though fucking Malcolm X and Martin Luther King both have. Rep- Republican ideals and a lot of the stuff that they talked about and then at some point the marketing machine behind the Democratic Party switched it to where it's like Democrat good for black people Republican bad for black people but that's a whole nother yeah, fucking that, that story shit, in another episode. Yeah, that, that shit could go for fucking days. They're, they're the, the um, main reason why Portland's been crazy the past month. The Proud Boys? Yeah. 
It's all them. Yeah, Portland's a fucking mess. They've they've had protests and and incidents because of protests since the original protest day. It just seemed like Portland is just like it's on some other shit. Yeah, it's, like it's almost like under siege. Just yeah. how it seems. Yeah, but but nobody's really talking about it. That's the wild part. <laughs> But it's like they haven't had a day where they haven't had some form of protest and some sort of clash between these groups over the last four months. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. I'm scared to go out into that shit, honestly. Like, have you thought about going out to, like, protest? I have, and every time I be like, oh, I'm a Nope. <laughs> I see some shit that be like, nope. My knee just starts aching. Like, I start rubbing my knee and shit because it's like, I can't. I'm not trying to get my Kiwi bust open. I'm not trying to get my Kiwi bust <laughs> open on the highway. I'm sorry. I see people I follow out there almost get their Kiwi bust open on, on 676. Yeah. And it's just like, you. at the end of the day, you still got to report to the Amazon headquarters tomorrow. After you get your kiwi bust <laughs> on six seventy six, calling out the work like why can't you make it to work, uh, man? man. Shit, shit went left at the protest, <laughs> police, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, like I don't. Do, do I think things are fucked up? Yes, I don't have enough energy in me to want to go out and march yeah. or fight. I just don't have it. All right, real quick. I'll give y'all a quick like sixty second elevator pitch. Like my overall thought process is that. Protesting doesn't change a lot. Like it it does, changes, I, to me, it, it changes some things. It doesn't change a lot. Consistent protesting definitely has shown us that it don't really change shit. Like after a while, you become an obstacle. Remember, like Occupy Wall Street and all of that shit. Right. After a while, you just become an obstacle that we work around to get where we the, are the, going. The people like, with the tents on Twenty Second in the in the Parkway. They've been out there since the original George Floyd pro, uh, protests and all that shit. Nobody's talking about. They well, have a tent city. Their shit is housing. It's not about George Floyd. Ah. Uh. I guess it's a little George Floyd. It's a little George Floyd because it's like George Floyd didn't die in vain, Black Lives Matter signs and all it's that It's a little Zatarain George <laughs> Floyd in there. Yeah. It's a little Salt Bay. Yeah. Never, <laughs> which you say, never see that coming. Yeah. Like, but their initial thing is they want better housing for the low income and the, and the poor. That's why they're sleeping out there. Right. The thing with them is they told Mayor Kenny issued a thing that was like they had till whatever date it was to move. They didn't move. They yeah. issued another one. Like, y'all got till this date to move. They didn't move. They issued and another thing. Like, <laughs> issued another one. They still didn't move. Now these motherfuckers have blocked off 22nd Street. Like, yeah. you can't even go northbound. And they put signs that was like, just leave us alone. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So, they invited Mayor Kenny for breakfast. Did you see that? No. I yeah. Didn't. <laughs> Did you see they invited Mayor Kenny for breakfast? And the big thing was like, will he show up? Will he come? Because they wound up having this shit, like, catered by some... Oh they, shit! They pulled their resources. It was nuts. He, of course, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? He didn't come <laughs> bust down the bagels. Yeah, like. But they still the fuck out there. So it's just like, you like you said, we just work around it. Yeah. Forty eight, just turn left. Yeah, exactly. go up the Spring Garden. So it's like so so <laughs> the so fuck? the whole point of like continual protests is like if you be. Like the thought process is if you become enough of a nuisance, eventually people will succumb to your demands. But usually, probably 95, 90% of the time, it doesn't happen. Like no. you they, you just become an obstacle. We go around the obstacle and continue with the fuck with, we're with doing. our life. Yeah. We go we go on with our life or whatever like that. What I think is more important for Black nationalist groups and people that want to be assisting the movement and helping black people is to create a economic 
and a financial base for black people to be able to pull resources and to be able to have access to capital to do shit. Like if Jay-Z, Beyonce, LeBron, Puff, Doctor, if all of these people come together and start a fucking trillion dollar fund, which they can they can do it if they gave a fuck about the plight of black people, yeah. start a trillion dollar fund, make somebody a steward of the money and a committee and this and this and you gotta this is the process to you wanna start a business, you wanna start a bank, you wanna do this, this and this, you wanna we wanna build affordable housing in these ten cities and then expand it to this and this and this. Like the, that's how you help people. The biggest thing I took away from the No Limit Chronicles with Master P was through all of the nonsense, the old shit with Snoop, with C Murder, all that bullshit. When the Calio projects fell apart during Hurricane Katrina, it was Master P that got the $114 million to rebuild Calio projects to the point where they're not even projects now. They're like beautiful townhomes. Yeah. He rebuilt the whole Calio projects. Right. One person. This is how you help people. This is one guy. <laughs> yeah. So this is one guy doing this in his home city. So it's like literally, this is how you help people. You give people the basic necessities of what they need, food, clothing, and shelter. But aside from that, you give them access to capital to be able to live their fucking dreams out. Like in the Jewish communities, you go to fucking Lower Marion, you go out the main line and shit like that. Shit, I was just the Upper West Side yesterday. Like you see, Upper East Side too, you see that shit and it's just they like- They practice group economics. They don't go to banks unless they absolutely have to. When they go to a bank, it's to get money that they can't pull from the community. Yeah. If they trying to buy a 10 unit apartment building or a 20 unit apartment building you know what they do they have a fucking town hall and then they fucking invite everybody you come hey uh leave sharenowitz is trying is has a has a contract in to buy this building at this location blah 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 it's going to cost this much to get the building as far as putting money down we're asking for this amount of contributions from this amount of people if we're able to pull that, then this is the next property that we're going to do, and what? you can contribute this and this. And that's how they share and share alike, and everybody in the community makes money. The thing with it is, is like you go through these neighborhoods, like, you know, like uh, Crown Heights, you know what I'm saying? Like Brooklyn, I like, that shit is like real Jewish, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you go through this shit, and then, you know, I've rolled through there, and you look at like the stores that are in their neighborhoods, and all of them are Labinowitz, Berkowitz, you know, all of these different itses and witses and shit yeah. on the end of the name. All the businesses. Then you even see the bank, and it's... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The first national Jewish bank, it's just like... Damn, in a community, yeah. they own. And, but the the thing is, you look at the black community; no one owns the businesses. Nope. Even if black folks do have a popping, you know, food popping barber, popping hair salon, they eight don't own times the out bricks. of ten, they don't own they don't the, own the, the brick and mortar. Yeah. You know, it's just we were talking about that the other day. It's like imagine owning your building and everything above it. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? Like it changes the whole complexity because you can take against that and go get the next one. But that's how they do it. That's how they and do it. It's like you look and, and literally Jewish people faced it uh, faced oppression. Also, one thing I can say to their favor is that they were awarded their own state. Israel is a Jewish state mm -hmm. as far as like a country. And when I say a state, I really mean a country. They were awarded their own state where different governments contribute to 
to the success of the overall state. And then on top of that, they were awarded reparations from the Jewish, from the German government, the German government and the American government issued them reparations to where it's like, if you are of Jewish descent, you got a certain amount of money to be able to, so that you wouldn't start at ground zero. You started at a middle ground. And from there, they pulled their resources because they realized, yo, we, they fucking Hitler tried to exterminate us. Other countries sat by and watched the shit go down and didn't really step in until it got blown way far out of proportion. So all we got is us. So they stick together. Unlike anybody stick together. And if you say some shit that they don't even like, not only are you going to apologize, we're going to fuck your life up if you don't apologize. Right. And if a police officer kills 17-year-old Jacob uh, Rabinowitz tomorrow, guess what's going to happen? Occupy fucking City Hall and ain't nobody coming in or out this motherfucker until we figure out who, what, when, where, why, and but, why the officer did this, this, that, and the, the third. But the, the craziest part is, the crazier part of that is, if it is Occupy City Hall from the Jewish folks, ain't nobody going to get their Kiwi bust open. For sure. Because the cops ain't even coming with that energy, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just all around fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you look at, I, the other day I was driving past Bartram Village, and like, it's a laundromat, a Chinese store, and a poppy store across from Barley. Bar- that's all they got. Yeah. That's that's the only commerce that is within that whole little the gas station up the street. Right. But what are you doing over there, Daniel? It's like <laughs> that's literally it. That's the only thing there. And it's yeah. like the 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 poppy store ain't us. Right. The Chinese store ain't us. Wanna, then it's the laundromat. The laundromat talk, don't even look like it's open. All right, you want to talk more about group ac- economics? Hispanics, uh Puerto Ricans and in particular, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, what they'll do is, again, back at home, they be in PR, DR, whatever. They pull their resources. They get $40,000 together amongst the whole family. One or two people from the family come yep. here, get a fucking poppy store. They either buy the bricks if possible or they do like a 20-year lease, a 25-year lease. Because mm-hmm. they don't plan on leaving. No. I'm here. I'm planting my motherfucking seeds yeah. in this community. I'm going to be here. Niggas come in here try to rob the joint. Niggas try to take the. I'm gonna be here, so get fucking used to yeah. it. And what they do is the one uncle come first generation. He make four hundred thousand. He go back home. He send a nephew. He make four hundred thousand. He go back home. He send a cousin. He make four hundred thousand. Come back home. He his son come. He make four hundred thousand. Come his daughter come. Duh. Like it's continual. It's insane because us as like black folks, we're just like accepting of the shit. Yes, and. You know, I, I drive a bus in North Philly, so I see it a lot. And I'm every block is a Chinese store, poppy store. And I'm, yeah. I'm like to myself, like, imagine me going to like Beijing and just opening up a wooden sandal <laughs> hut. You know what I'm saying? They'd be looking at me like I was insane. Yeah, for but, sure. But they could come and like post up on 25th and Allegheny and sell chicken wings. Yep. And nobody sell nine million chicken wings. And no, no, from hard. <laughs> Yeah, fuck is you doing back there, Frymo? Like real shit. And you know why? Because they don't. Number one, they don't got no ego when it comes to making money. Niggas is too cool to do everything. Yeah. Niggas don't want to go to work. Niggas don't want to go to school. Niggas don't want to go to trade school. Niggas don't even want to sell drugs or rob niggas. Niggas just want to exist Dog, and just uh, make money. They just want people to just give them money. Lousy actor, creep boy professor on Power said <laughs> that shit to Tyreek in the last episode. Like, why in our culture is like being smart? 
corny. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah. It's wild, but like, yeah. Think about how crazy this is. You know when niggas finally sit down and decide to like learn or like understand the law? When they go to jail. When they go to jail. <laughs> it's the crazy When they go shit. to jail. Niggas go to jail and sit there for 15 years and come out and could be straight up paralegals. Yeah. Legit could pass the bar. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, you know you didn't have to like Go do that. You know you took the long route. <laughs> yeah. You know you was trying to go home and you went around 39 corners to right. come home, right? You didn't ha- it didn't have to go this way. Like motherfuckers literally don't want to do think nothing. About, think about the poor, the, the, all of that stuff. Motherfuckers legit wasn't even doing it. They was getting other people to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I need six bands. Like you said, you man, I need seven grand. All right. Instead of saying, I could save seven thousand if I Log in. <laughs> like, why don't I just? Why don't I just fill out this four-page application? Log in by myself. You ever have a nigga ask you to give him a shout out on Gram to get their followers up? They'd be like, nigga, no. <laughs> like, what the fuck, nigga, no. Say something funny, nigga. <laughs> it's like, dog. It's like no one wants to do any work for anything. They just want to just exist and just have money like fall forth from them. And it's like, and I see it in all aspects of life because. I deal with so many different people. I deal with corporate people. I deal with people that are, you know, in college and people that I'm talking to and mentoring and shit like that. I deal with street niggas. Like, I see it in all walks of life. Motherfuckers just complaining and belly aching that ain't nobody giving them an opportunity or giving them something. You, and it's, it's just like. It's funny because, like, the dynamic of, like, all our different relationships is like, you do the party thing, right? Well, did the party. Formerly. Formerly. But when you were doing it, I'd see some of the successes, well, excuse me, some of these successes that you right. would have with you had decent nights. I never once was like, yo, show me what I have. What, <laughs> what, what I got to do to I get the game. The, I got to put the flyer on the windshield. <laughs> like, 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 I never once was like that. Vice versa. Last week, I smacked them for a fucking couple tickets. You wasn't like, oh, next week I'm going to give you this. I hate that. I honestly yeah. hate that. When motherfuckers be like, oh, shit, next week I'm going to give you 200. I'm Put me on whatever. And it'd be like. Uh, it, it don't yeah, it, like if anything. I want to learn. Like you don't understand. Like it, Jules, we we literally got Jules. That, like he hit a jungle uh, two two weeks ago. Hit him. Hit a jungle. Now he he be sending me shit. Nah, yo, look, line moves. <laughs> <laughs> I be like, yo, you funny as shit. But it's just like it's the truth. It's like when people, I you know, when I had the third place at the uh, Philly Poke Open. Oh man, you got to show me. I play that shit, and it be like. Bro, I literally, you know how many nights I cried in the, <laughs> you, like, like, you know how many nights I cried into my sesame chicken platter? You, you I, was, I told my, my one homie, he was like, yo, you got to show me how to play that poker shit. I'm like, are you ready to be punching the steering wheel at three in the morning? He's like, fuck is you talking about? I'm like, nigga, when you get felted and lose all your money and go get in the car and then, boom, <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit is real. Like, I'm telling you, dog, I done punched a couple steering wheels out this motherfucker. It's like, you, yeah, that did, dog. <laughs> You when the worst is when like you come to the casino and this is before I was like uh, diamond because you would have to pay the valet yeah. and shit. So I would like park in the actual lot. If you get felted and got to walk to that, you'd be <laughs> like, man, what the? F-? You know, I'm just gonna stay in this. Car. <laughs> Fuck this car. <laughs> but Fuck this car. We talk about it all the time. Nobody wants to put in the ten thousand yeah. man hours. If you put, you'd be surprised, yo. And it's crazy because I had a post today where I was talking about that with the whole weight loss situation. It's like. Cause I get on myself a lot, like oh, I didn't do this yet, and I didn't. Right, do this. Right, but right. when I actually take a step back and just be like, damn, because I've put not probably I ain't gonna say ten thousand miles, but I've put a lot of fucking time and energy yeah, into yeah, it, yeah. and it's like it 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 has to change. Yeah. It's the only if you are pushing this fucking table, trying to push it through the wall. Eventually the wall gonna fucking fall For down. Sure. It's just the way it go. But no one sees it like that. They just like how the fuck we get in there. <laughs> 
Open the door. Come on, we, like that, you know what I'm saying? And it's just that's the way yeah, everybody's it go. chasing the end result as opposed to what is the process to how we got here. And you can't cheat the process in nothing that you're doing. Fucking it's dr- like, don't get it fucked up. It is cool to have a handout and have people come back and be like, oh, we like Nipsey was For trying sure. to get kids in his neighborhood to go into coding and STEM and all of that type stuff. Great. Because we need that type of shit. But at the end of the day, you got to understand, Nip came up as a crip. Selling drugs, getting into what he was into. Eventually, him and Sam and them got the store, got the strip mall, got this. Got, you you got to work yeah. for this shit. They didn't even. And here's the thing: they didn't even want them renting the f- the first, first store, store, let alone buying the strip mall. It was once I forget who his business partner was. I follow him on Instagram, but um, it's another guy. Uh, he 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 deals in technology and real estate, whatever. A younger black guy, he probably like in his late thirties, early forties, or whatever. And um, you know, basically the opportunity presented itself, but they had to have so much business together in order to even have an opportunity for that to come about. You know what I'm saying? It just basically was a time thing where the person that owned the strip mall was like, I'm tired of coming to Crenshaw and Slauson right. and collecting fucking rent every month. Y'all got it. Y'all got yeah. this shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas Could you, could you get my day. number? <laughs> Marlo John, I saw y'all to connect. Can you give me the number and you got it? And that's the way it go. It's like eventually them doors going to fall. It's just the way it go. Like you look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z went to the labels. They was like, no, you funny looking. You rap weird. Fuck out of here, boy. He's like, trying to go over John, get them John. All right, yeah, we're going to do that. Then we're going to come back and boom, 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 boom. And... Dr. Boyce, why I can say all the time, sometimes a job is not something that is to be given to you. It's something that you create. Some people are just natural entrepreneurs. They create their own opportunity. Nipsey Hussle, Jay-Z. It's so many different people over history, Eazy-E, people that created their own fucking opportunity because nobody was going to fucking give it to and them. And the issue comes is where people see it and be like, oh, I'm supposed to do that too. And it's like, no, we yeah, need somebody. It's Kane Jr. shit. We, that should be me. We need somebody at Staples to show me how to <laughs> copy this shit when I come. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, but we 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 try to live like vicariously almost through each other, and it's hundred percent. That's not, but again, that's the problem with us in the black community, and why we can't do what the Jews do. Yeah. Uh, we can't do what the Asians do. We can't do yeah, because niggas is too worried about. And me and you, if we if we aren't Chad and Matt, we're somebody right. else. I'm so worried about you having four more dollars than I got. That I'm competing with you instead of trying to like if we figure pull, out how we can we, come if, together. If we do what they do and pull our money together to try to get a store and we get the store and we pay each other out and you like, okay, yeah, we got the store this first month. We all made $2,000 from the store. And then the next day, you got on a pair of Dolce Gabbana's. I'm like, fuck it, how you get that? <laughs> Wait, he... And he said he, he said he, he got eighteen hundred. I ain't get the you know, like, and, and that's what niggas do. It's like that pocket watching shit. I see people talk about that all on, on Twitter all the time. You can't do that. Yeah. You you just nothing. No one, no nothing could make me move in a different way to where I'm moving outside of exactly my realm of what I exactly. do. And because again, it's all for full circle. There are days where I'm super up. There are days where you're super down. It, vice, I, it has to be. Yeah. It's just and the way days life where you goes. Fall in the middle. It's it's days where you like, God damn. Like I've had weeks where I'm just like, yo, I can't miss. I remember I had a week where I won two daily poker tournaments. I hit. A fucking four teamer in basketball and I had an eight teamer in football. I that week was just like 
I'm quitting buying Versace <laughs> shit, nigga. It's, it's this week is on. You know what I'm saying? And it, then the next week, you in there like, yo, the Chiefs fucking stink. How the fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> fuck these niggas with a Super Bowl. Dog, that, it's just the way it goes. 50 go. touchdowns my ass. It's all about staying even kill. Yeah. But people don't realize that. And that's honestly the biggest thing troubling our community where it's like we can't. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to live like Meek and live like Lil Baby sure. and live like Lou Will. And, and it's just like, no. It's okay to have one wife yeah. <laughs> or one girlfriend. It's cool. It's not a bad thing. But it's like people really get into their minds like, no, if I ain't living like Lou Will, if I ain't living like Lil yeah, Baby. or failing. Yeah, you're failing at life. And it's that yeah. it's just not realistic. People just got to learn how to manage their expectations. Life in general is about weathering the storm. And how you react to your good times tells you nothing about yourself. It's more so how do you react to like when shit ain't going as good right. and you need to give some extra effort and some extra oomph like how do you respond to those situations that's what life is about it's, it's is a, getting it's, over the hump it's a book i read it's called the mental game of poker two parts to it i got both of them um it's by a doctor who basically dealt with he was a uh psychiatric doctor but he started playing poker and being around a lot of poker players yeah. and he started basically doing like counseling for people who were professional gamblers so he wrote a book where it talks about all the mental aspects of gambling yeah you know primarily on poker but a lot of the shit in the book if anybody decides to pick it up you can attribute it well use it in regular everyday life and one thing he got me on was you know, in poker, they got this thing called tilt. You ever heard about yeah. that? So, you know, you've, you've heard tilt. Like, when you go on tilt, you just start doing dumb shit. You bet. Yeah, me, every time I ever played poker. <laughs> you buy into a game for 200, and it takes you two hours, but you lose it. So, you like, oh, I'm trying to get that back. So, you buy in again for 400, and you lose that. And you like, I'm buying for a stack. And that's going on tilt. Yeah. But he basically breaks down the different types of tilt, where it's like, there's a thing called running good or happy tilt. And this is some shit I never really thought about, but if I I, I remember having a uh where was I at? I was at Parks. Parks up at uh on Tuesday night they got a 10-10 must move up there, right? So the minimum buying is a thousand dollars. It's a 10-10 game. So it's a big game. Yeah. So the first time I ever played into it, I actually went to Parks that night to play two five. But the two five all the tables were full. They had the must move with the ten ten. So I was like, fuck it. You know, I was rolling good that summer. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to play this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a big game. Like, I tell you, the bull who wrote The Wire, Doug Simon, yeah. he be in there playing that yeah. shit. Like, he, they play 10-10 and 10-25, and then they play 7-car stub, which is a 20-40. So I'm just like, fuck it. I, I'm going to play. You know what I'm saying? I ain't bitching. This is, I'm, it's, I'm buying for the minimum, which you're really not supposed to do in poker, buying right. for the minimum <laughs> ever. You should buy in all the time for table max. But I'm buying for the minimum. Fuck it. $1,000. Maybe like my fourth or fifth hand at the table, I get wrapped up in his hand with these two old white guys. I got pocket threes. I raise, he repops it, he four bets it, comes back to me. I thought about jamming, but I flat it. He called the shit. We go to the flop. Flop came out three ace king. I'm holding pocket threes. I'm like, I got bottom set. And in my mind, I'm like, I ain't coming off of this shit. And the way these old white men just started betting, old white men just always overplay ace yeah, yeah, king. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but ace king, I always say it's not a hand, yeah. but to them, it's a hand. And the way they both was Eyes all glassy and bent. I'm like, what if both these motherfuckers got ace king? So he bet, he three betted on the flop. I jammed it. He snap called. When he snap called, I'm like, fuck, he got kings. That was my initial thought. But then he called right after him. I turned the threes over and both of them sat back. I'm like, y'all both got ace king. <laughs> I took the hand. The pot was like fucking 5,800. You know what I'm saying? 
Four fans at the table. Right. That night, I ran up to like 8,500. And I realized that, like, when I'm normally playing poker, I'm listening to music. I'm like in my jaw. I had got to where I was like, this is right. <laughs> throwing, <laughs> throwing shit around. The, and it's like, that shit is real. You really in life can go. You ever have like a real good week and oh, you just start right. buying shit you don't really, you know, like, yeah. that mental shit is real because. You can super fill it when you low, super fill it when you high, and the goal is to like be even, even. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like you watch LeBron win the fucking Western Conference chip, and he's just like, "We got more work to do." Yeah, like we what the fuck? Work you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it sounds crazy, but it's like yeah, that's the way yeah. you're supposed to be in life. But we get way too wrapped up in our highs and lows sometimes. This shit is wild. It's yeah. it's deep. That's it's a real good book. That was a good conversation. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's, it's like, cause the mental thing is real, and it's yeah. something we don't talk about. Like I, I said the other day, like I went to therapy. Motherfuckers was like, you went to therapy, and it's just like, yeah, nigga, I like wash up two, three times a day. I go, yes, <laughs> I'm a human, man. And like you do know you could go to therapy before you have a mental breakdown, right? Like right after your dad <laughs> left, you could have, you could have there. You know what I'm saying? Like right after the day you seen your uncle light the crack pipe in front of you, you could have <laughs> went that day, like. When you when your dad said he was going to Wow Wow on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you could have called him for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have dealt with this shit. And it's like, yeah, that's really where we are as like black folks. It's like we wait until the building is crumbling. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, I need some help because we don't want to look like that. It just sometimes you need mental help, financial help, emotional help. Yeah. It, it, and it, and like people be like almost embarrassed to ask or yeah. to throw it out there or to be like, yo, I'm in a bad way right now. And I ain't talking about like monetarily, just yeah. in general. Like, yo, I need somebody to rap with. I need your opinion on this. Hey, tell me if I'm yeah. tripping with like, exactly. So, and because of that, we can't really ever have that where we come together and we all move as one. We afraid to 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 show to be vulnerable. We afraid shit. to be vulnerable and expose our insecurities. It's nuts. That's a deep conversation you could really. I want to have like a um. We had some yo. I I had some. I told you a couple months ago. I had somebody on the hook that was a, like a licensed psychologist um that wanted to come on the show and I fucking totally just lost all his info because COVID happened and it just threw everything off. COVID fucked up. We had so many people. But yeah, whoever that was, because I know you listen to the show. Please reach out to me so we can get you on like in, next week. Like yeah, I want I, I want to do that that conversation. You know what I'm saying? The um with with. Trump to rap all, to finish that. Yeah. Do you think he was playing? I think he was. Full I think of he was shit. full of shit because it was like, yo, the reports was so conflicting. It was like I was, I was hearing like it's a hoax. Then I was hearing like he's on the brink of dying any day now. Did you hear that? They, I didn't I hear that. I saw Joe that was like, yo, he might be three, four ways days away from dying. Then he checked out the hospital. I'm like, yo, this nigga think he Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you just came here on Thursday. You checking out on Sunday, and I was just like, yo, this nigga's full of. Shit, man. He's a maniac. He's a literal maniac, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Have you seen the line? The line moved tremendously. No, I didn't see uh, it. Now it's uh, Joe Biden negative 160. Trump is playing, paying plus 145. <laughs> For all of y'all out there, you can bet on who wins the president. When, when was it before you checked? Before it was almost even. It was like 120 and 110. So like, this was post debate. Post debate. Okay. The line moved that much. <laughs> Trump called his son a fiend. Motherfuckers like, yo, move that fucking line, man. Like, 
because he pissed a lot of people off. You know what I'm saying? The craziest part, did y'all see the, the video mashup they did with, like, CNN, Fox News, and all of them after the debate? No. Like, showing how furious both sides was with the candidates? Yeah, yeah I'm lying. I saw that. I like, the people was mad at Joe Biden, but it was also fun. It was fucking. And it's just like, yo, like, it was honestly the worst debate in presidential yeah. history. Yo, did you see the uh, the meme that's floating around? They brought back the Dion and uh, she Jordan meme. Is you over me? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I <laughs> you know what that was. Like yeah. Basically, they was on live, and Dion was doing this shit in the beginning of COVID where he was, like, having all of the Philly Hoopers come on his live and talk about, like, they a top five player, top five players in the history of the city, modern era, old era. Where do they feel like they rank? What was their best basketball moments and this and this? And him and she Jordan got on there and they just start going ham like fucking Ray and Claude on life. And Dion was like, he's like, he's like, nigga, he's like, what you mean you the best of the city? Niggas, you over me? You over me? And she was like, yeah, he's like, you don't even sound like you mean it. He said, we're gonna <laughs> see each other real soon. It is crazy <laughs> when you think about it. Like when you look at like Best ball players from the city, Deion Waiters would have to be up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, he just never could really get it going in the NBA. Like, that's how he had a hot run. That's how he got the contract. He did. And then he had this fucking shit on the boat. <laughs> like, I don't think people realize just how hard it is to make it to that it's, level. You literally won in 10 million, probably. Yeah. Probably one in ten. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that it's, is it's, that crazy. It's 450 but it's, players in the NBA. It's 340 people. 40 480 million. now. In the United States? No, 480 in the league. So it's 340 million people in the United States. So basically, you're talking about something like one in nine. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, million. one in like eight and a half, nine one million. One in eight yeah. and a half, nine million. So every Max Kellerman says this all the Actually, time. Actually, if you want to be technical, the game is worldwide. Yeah, so, so it might a, be a bit closer bit. to one in 10 million. It's actually one, more. Yeah, yeah, like one in 15 million yeah. or something like that globally. So what are you talking about? That's the percentage of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, less than 1%. Yeah, 0.03%. Yeah. Right. So, literally, Max Kellerman says this all the time. Everybody who's supposed to be in the NBA is in the NBA. Yeah, with the now. exception of probably like eight niggas. Because like, like, before an NBA, you could get a, a Sean Bradley, George Harrison. Yeah, you could scumbag your way in the league by being tall, by being big, by, oh, he punched this nigga uh, at Santa Fe State University. Like, Stupid shit, like yeah, we like the way he slammed niggas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was so he was somebody cousin. Like yeah. he pulled a gun on uh, Patrick Ewing back in the day. Like stupid shit, I get you. In, I get told you, a you my dad <laughs> sent me that clip. That gentleman, like uh, back when basketball was real basketball, it's two minutes of just rumbles. <laughs> there ain't a basketball maneuver on this whole clip. It's the niggas just square, <laughs> just squaring up. It's Rudy Tomjanovich got his face broken. Dog. They banned boy for that shit. Uh, what's his name? Kermit, Kermit Washington. Yeah. Like, crazy. But, yeah, you in the NBA, you're supposed to be you're there. You're supposed to be there. And it shows you just how hard it is to be yeah. in, in that realm where you like the tops. Because even niggas who have a hot year, a hot couple years, you know, they look at uh Brandon Jennings and just all them dudes. Like, niggas who drop 50, just, yeah, you going. That's why you really got to respect motherfuckers like Iverson. Like, little niggas like that don't last and yeah. become legends. It's, it's You got to extra respect Iverson because that nigga uh, – Drank a bucket he was of on Coronas. Coronas. Yeah. <laughs> Drank a bucket of Coronas and ate 47 wings before. It was a, it was a joint I posted the other day. The nigga was walking into the game with grape sodas and Cheetos. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I was great. The NBA nutrition plans <laughs> in the 90s was I phenomenal. Was nuts. <laughs> 
Okay, Kansas, like he had them drawers in his like trunk. LeBron ain't, had a, LeBron ain't had a chocolate chip cookie in 10 years. No. Niggas walking into the game with orange Cheetos and grape oh. soda. LeBron did a year with no carbs. Crazy. Insane. By far and away the most in-shape play, player ever. Before we go into the next topic. It's, did you see that dunk he caught the other night yes. off the putback that didn't count? I'm just like, yo, dude, 40. <laughs> right. And just that shit ain't count. Like you got yeah. that much energy just all the time. It's... it's LeBron is crazy. LeBron man. is exceptional, man. He's exceptional. And um, this whole shit with the finals, I don't, I don't want to get in depth on the finals, but just to just kind of looking at after three games, this shit highlights number one how much better LeBron is than everybody else, and then number two how bad the fucking East Eastern Conference is. The Eastern Conference is terrible. Jimmy Butler played phenomenal last night. He had the game of games. He's the first player in NBA history to have a 40-point triple-double in a victory. Mm-hmm. The other two was, I think, LeBron and Jerry West, Jerry West. and they both lost. Yeah. So Jimmy had the game of games, and they still only won by, what, 8, 10, some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I started with Danny Green. Yes. I'm going to be on Danny Green for a little bit. <laughs> if Danny Green just hits three of the shots he missed, it's a whole different game. Right. And I was telling Rod last I'm like, yo, I've never seen a starting two guard just get to miss everything. Like, the two guard is such an integral part of basketball, yeah. traditionally. Yeah. Not necessarily now because it's a point guard, point forward league. Yeah. But you still come from the likes of Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Tracy McGrady, Ray Allen, even down to like Rip Hamilton, and I, yeah. and it's just like Danny Green can't hit a three, he can't defend, can't hit a mid range, can't hit a mid range, can't hit a floater, and he can't create his own shot. He can't rebound. <laughs> I, I really at struggle as to why Danny Green, like outside of his frohawk being crisp, <laughs> he got the best frohawk in the best. I give him For that. Sure. His frohawk is clean. Why the fuck is he out there? And that's the joint for me where it's just like, yo, if LeBron does win this championship, I know no one's going to agree because they just look at him and AD and think, oh, they're monsters and Dwight yeah, Howard yeah. so tall. LeBron winning this championship is probably going to be his best accomplishment. Yeah, it's, best. it's like Because this team it, is just so not good. It's like if AI would have won that chip that year against the Lakers. Like, now, the, the, foe, the foe does not match up, but this team should not win a championship. This team is awful. Even when you look at the team like that Allen Iverson, and I know people like to dog that team out and be like, oh, AI took a team full of bums. They won every award in basketball every that year. Every single one. They won defensive player, six-man, coach of the year, and MVP. The only shit they didn't win was rookie of the year. That was it. They won every award in yeah. basketball. This Lakers team, there are no awards to be given. <laughs> the only one that you might could give out is most improved player to Dwight Howard. Because he's had – Dwight Howard's been nothing short of amazing. Yeah. But, again, he has LeBron controlling the whole situation. Exactly. And he's accepted, you know, I'm not I'm, that bull. He played – he played the whole season on a non-guaranteed contract because he knew I'm not that bull, but LeBron can save me. Yeah. If I'm just where I'm supposed to be, as long as I'm not where I'm not supposed to be, I'm going to be in a position to get 16 points and 16 rebounds every fucking night. Hmm? Just be where you're supposed to be at. Yeah. Get your dumb ass from up the key. Yeah. Get your dumb ass from off the square. I don't, get on I the don't, fucking I, low block. I, I don't need no screens. Take your ass <laughs> Take down Take your there. dumb ass down here. If I miss rebound this shit and look alive and catch the ball when I throw this shit to I you. I said it yesterday on Twitter. You know how bad Danny Green is? I've never in my life seen the spot up three-point shooter shoot and start running. That's how you know. Like You know when shooters shoot, uh, Ray Allen, Steph Curry, they shoot. 
and they hang it there. Danny Green shoot and runs <laughs> at the rim because he know the shit is off. It's bizarre. I, 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 and the thing is, he has an excellent form, and he don't hit nothing. Nothing. The form is beautiful. Nothing. He don't hit shit. It just doesn't go in. And Ryan was like, I can't believe Danny Green is like higher on your shit list than Caldwell Pope. I'm like, here's the thing. At least Caldwell Pope can play defense. At least Caldwell Pope will steal the ball. He'll cause yeah. confusion. He'll play the passing lanes. He could play motherfuckers straight up. I cannot understand why the fuck they had Danny Green yeah. at times guarding Jimmy Butler. It just was it was an annihilation yesterday. It's just it's it's nuts. But I don't want to get wrapped up in that. I still yeah. think the Lakers win. Lakers win in five. I mean, you know, when, I, I, I was gonna say six. When you have a player like Jimmy, I Butler, felt six going into the series. But, I didn't think it would be a sweep because LeBron. The thing that, and I say this all the time, the one knock that I do have on LeBron when because you can't escape the elephant in the room. It's clearly him and Jordan at yeah. this point. The one thing about LeBron is LeBron doesn't have the killer. I'm gonna rip your fucking yeah. heart out, John. When his back is against the wall, that's for some reason. But you up 2-0, the way y'all was up 2-0 on these teams being up 25 in both yeah. games, Jordan and them Bulls is coming out in game three, and they're going to knock your Jordan fucking Jordan would have been prank calling niggas, getting them out of the <laughs> type of shit. Yeah, I got your bitch in my hotel room. Click. Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> like, it had been all type of mental warfare. And then you get to the game. Pulling like, fire alarms in the hotel. They smell go- my finger. Yeah. Like, all that shit. Like, Jordan is finishing motherfuckers. Like, Whereas LeBron, he he's a foot off the gas at times person. Yeah. He always was like that. But even when you look at like the shit he has done, has come back, like the 3-1, it wasn't until Klay Thompson was like, oh, his feelings is hurt. And LeBron like, all right, my feelings hurt, all right. <laughs> Then that's when it's 41, 41, yeah. 30 point triple done. Now it's like, oh, back, let me, let me. Whereas, like, dog, you, you're the best player on earth. You can do this shit whenever. Yeah. And honestly, I think at times he just gets. It's crazy because the same way we become like immune. Uh, Jeff Van Gunny talked about that the other yeah. day. I say it a lot. LeBron's numbers, LeBron has made 30, 10, and 9 normal. Yeah. It's normalized. It's just, it, oh, whatever. It ain't normal. <laughs> Whispers, it ain't normal. Like, dead ass. <laughs> if Tyler Hero has 30, 10, and 10. They're going to talk about this shit for 10 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where it's like LeBron do that shit night in, night out, and it's just like, oh, it's LeBron. LeBron had a nasty chase down last night yeah. on Tyler Hero. Yeah. Smacked him all into the fucking yeah. uh, post and shit. But it's like... The same way we've become complacent, I feel like 17 years of pro ball, yeah. you know, all the Olympic shit, all the... LeBron has played 240 playoff games. Yeah. That's an additional three seasons of basketball on top of the th- 17 regular seasons played he's played. 20 years of, of And he's never basketball. been out significant time. Other than last year. Well, yeah, with the groin. That was his first One time. Like, like, In 16 years, that's the only time. <laughs> Remember when he had the face mask? I think, uh, remember he, he uh, what team was it he had the eight threes on? Um, the Bobcats. Remember he had like 60, uh, he, it was like his first 60 point game against the Bobcats. He had the face mask. That's when like, they was like, uh, face mask Braun is like the most vicious. And it's just like, even with the broken nose and all that shit, he's still, it's like, so I think at times though, he becomes complacent in it. Like, you know. This is what I do. I'm bronze. So, yeah. like, yeah, you'll take shit off. And you know how we get with the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we do it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, we should have been way more serious. And, you know, yeah. just what it is. The um, We got a lot of shit on here I wanted to talk about. Um, cause I'm I'm not getting super deep into the basketball. Oh, Tori's outside. Tori is outside. The video was weird. It was so weird. <laughs> I didn't understand all the Cuban families and everybody. It was just strange. <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> Did you see the video? Yeah, my man was right in the mix, fresh. 
Little boy that came down yeah, with yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was weird, but yeah, Casanova spotted Tory at some club in New Jersey. I didn't even know New Jersey had clubs open, whatever. But uh, he was at some club in New Jersey, and Casanova was like, "Oh shit, he outside!" And I'm like, "Yo, the problem with people supporting the album is this shit right here. It starts the comeback trail because it's like, oh, y'all fuck with the music. Now I'm at the club. Y'all fuck with the music. Now I'm fucking this little Instagram bitch. Oh, y'all fuck. It's, it, it just creates a comeback trail to where slowly we forget that Megan Thee Stallion got shot in the foot and he told her to dance, bitch. So, did you see her on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, yeah. I didn't under I understood the message, but then when she performed Savage, I was like, this ain't it. Listen, <laughs> I, 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 look, look. this ain't it, man. I, I'm I, with you, baby. I, I, I'm riding. This ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> This ain't it. Cause I was, I was, I was in New York, so it was on yeah. at, at the joint. I, I, I seen it, and, and like she, she started talking about Breonna Taylor, and the black woman is the most disrespectful woman. I'm just like, I'm thinking she's about to go into to something, some, some new shit. And I'm just like, damn, like you know, she's contrite, making sense. I'm just like, okay. And then the music turned on. It was like I'm a savage. What? And I was like, all right, kind of lost me with that one. Yeah. I, I she super lost me. I saw the clip on IG. I was like, yeah, this ain't it. Yeah, it was a little strange. The um, the um, she's a she's a big bitch. She's a she's a, she's a, she's a stallion. She's all that. She's a big one. She was out there on the stage at the end of the night with all of them, like because you know they come out whatever, yeah. whatever. And she was literally just she's like three Chris Rocks towering <laughs> over Chris Rock, Keenan, all the fucking actors and shit. I'm just like, yeah, I, I I like Megan a lot, but um. I still haven't listened to the Tory album. Uh, I haven't either. I, yeah. I mean, I've heard what I heard, on, like I said, on non-monetized platforms. At some point, I'll listen to it. Um, but, you know, Academics did, like, a crazy review. He was listening to it, like, when it first, first dropped. And he was spazzing. And he said he ain't do that shit, doing the whole academic shit, whatever like that. And um, But then he went on Everyday Struggle, and he was basically like, Tory is arguing semantics. You know what I'm saying? And, he, and when academics start making sense, you know you fucked up. He was like, yo, Tori is arguing semantics. He was like, he's basically like playing defense attorney on a, as a rapper on an album and like trying to talk about shit that none of us care about. Because like in reality, at no point did you just come out and say, I didn't shoot Megan Thee Stallion. Like you dancing around the shit. And it's like I said last week, like I don't want to listen to 17 songs of you dancing around whether this happened or didn't happen and whether it happened the way she said it happened. Right. I shot at you. I didn't shoot you. I didn't say, hey, yo, bitch, and clap you. I said, hey, yo, dance, bitch, and shot by the ground, and then the bullet ricocheted and hit you in the feet. Okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, so it's, it's just annoying. Like, he's, he's, very, he's an annoying little man, and, uh, you know, whatever. It's going gonna, it's gonna to play out in the court of law. I'm done talking about the shit. Um, but, yeah, once Academics, basically, who's a Tory supporter, and he's just like, bro, like, you you look stupid. Yeah. Like, so it's like, once it gets to that point, it's like, yeah, you know you fucked up, bro. Yeah, you look kind of wild. You, you look wild. <laughs> you look, when, you're, when one of your number one or two supporters is like, yeah, the album hot, but, like, you on some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you kind of finished. Yeah, I, I I didn't even know. I saw the clip of him doing the video. I thought that was, like, strange. Because the video, the the, the, the the patrons look nuts. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Where are you at? It was, like, little kids. It was just, it was just stupid. The, um, what happened with Lil Wayne and Birdman? So, Lil Wayne has the Young Money radio show. Where he be having them on the TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, he did an interview this past weekend. He had fucking Birdman on the joint. And I was just like... 
2020 is the craziest shit of all time. And they had like a 25-minute interview, and they was really just kind of like catching up. And um, it was like a cool-ass interview, and Birdman was basically like, yo, you know, I'm on the West Coast, and this and this, Lil Wayne, like, oh, I'm about to move out there, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, and sidebar, you could tell Wayne got his money. Wayne mm-hmm. got all his money, too. Like, Wayne didn't get no, oh, he go $8 million on 50. Wayne got his motherfucking money, because everybody in Young Money got new Young Money chains. Uh, he had a week on like Eliante where every day it was some new Lil Wayne jewelry that, yeah. that went up. He got the he got the Lil Wayne ch- the Tunchi chain. He had got all Young Money chains. He had got like four Richard Millies. Like Wayne got all his money, and um, you know, so it's like they was just talking and catching up, and you know, baby, like yeah, you know, my son Brian uh graduate just graduated college, and you know he uh he got his own spot now, and this and this, and you know, they just seem real cool about everything, and it's like yo. You know, it just goes to show that 50 Cent was the smartest man in the room talking about this situation where he was like, yo, y'all niggas, y'all rap niggas stay out of that shit. Like, that's a family, that's family business. That's a father son relationship. They going to patch shit up and all they going to remember is what y'all niggas had to say about their situation. So I'm not speaking on that. Like, y'all want to say something, y'all going to end up getting, be on the outside looking into that situation because they're going to fix shit. And sure enough, they fixed it. Yeah, I, I. I always kind of felt like that, just seeing as though like Drake would never say anything, you know, Tiger would never say anything, Nikki never, Nikki said. never like everybody who was like involved, even like Mac, like Mac never was like publicly like all oh, fuck stunner, yeah, like you know, what's uh his manager Cortez, yeah. all of like you never heard them like because at the end of the day, Baby fucked the bread up, but Baby gave them boys invaluable information. Like Baby is the reason that Cortez is a music executive. Baby is the reason that Mac Main is a music executive. He's the reason that Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne and Slim is too. And they was talking about Slim and how Slim always was like on Wayne. Like yo, you got to do this, you got to do this, blah blah blah. When, when we come out as the hot boys, you go on the stage last mm-hmm. because we want the girls to be like, where Lil Wayne at? And then you come out and then the fucking building erupt. Right. It's like, and he's like, Slim was always on him about like, take your, sh- don't, you don't wear no shirt in no video ever, nigga. Take that motherfucking shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> he said when they was shooting the Block is Hot video, Slim had him out. This was cold as shit. It was raining. He out there with no shirt on for like 14 hours. And Slim like, don't you put that fucking shirt on, nigga. Yeah. So. But they built him. They built him. So yeah. it, was, it was just cool to see them two together talking. And uh, they basically said that they're going to do Like Father, Like Son too. Yo, Like Father, Like Son was a good album. Great album. I really enjoyed Like Father, Like Son. It was a Son. great album. That was a good time. Because it's like, you know, Wayne put Baby in moments to not sound as terrible. So it's like, yo, if you 3,000% terrible and then you get on the album with Wayne and now you only 800% terrible, that's a victory. Man. So it was, co- it was cool to see them two together, man. They and definitely did hide Baby's terribleness well. Remember $100 million with Rick Ross yeah. and, uh, and Jeezy? They they definitely hid the fact yeah, that Birdman really couldn't rap. And got it. They had Birdman on We Taking Over. Birdman has been saying the same 18 words oh. in his raps for 20 years. Flip after we flip. Home, so you know we gets my shine on that. That's perfect on every fucking track. Birdman is spitting game. He got new whips. And he the number one stunner. And he living lavish on every song. Birdman, how much you get a little Wayne? Give a discount for my verse on there. <laughs> 50 whips, nigga, 50. That's all the fuck. That's Birdman on every fucking track. That shit is crazy. Yeah, like father, like son too. That would be decent to hear. Yeah. I actually want to hear another Wayne album. 
Wayne, uh, he just put out the deluxe to C5. I saw that. He put the deluxe to C5 out, and he's on uh, YG, uh, had to put a new album out I this week. I did see that, too. And Wayne on the first single, Blow Up. He sound like the old Wayne on that joint. Yeah. He talking crazy on that joint. That's that My Life 400 joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne on that joint, uh, talking crazy. He sound like vintage Wayne. The first comment I seen when I watched the video on YouTube was like, damn, Wayne sound like the old Wayne. Okay. Uh, y'all weird of the week. The LAPD with the... Yo, I did see that. The shit was so weird. So for those of you that don't know, Versace Footwear has a black VP. The person that's in charge of all the creative for Versace Footwear is a black guy named Salehi Bembry. And um, I found out about him from 2 Chains because 2 Chains had the shoe with Versace, the chain reaction. Mm -hmm. And when 2 Chains put out his rapper Go to the League album, he did a whole marketing campaign. Nobody rolls out an album better than Two Chains. By the way, he did a whole marketing campaign with these playing cards that was us. Uh, that was Black Now story. It's highlighting all of the black people in our culture that are doing shit now, and whether it be fashion, the arts, music, all of that shit. And Salehi uh, Bembry was one of the people on the cards. So I go and I look, and I'm like, holy shit, this motherfucker is the VP of Versace Footwear. Not just sneakers, not just men's footwear. The whole oh, shit. And um, he had a situation on October 1st, which was last Thursday, and it just came out over the weekend. He was at the Versace store picking something up. Why? Because he's the VP of Versace footwear. And he was jaywalking, crossing Rodeo Drive, and the police pulled up on him, stopped him, detained him, which wasn't that big of a deal. But then once the backup and all of that shit pulled up, and the LAPD ended up releasing the body cam video just to try to like downplay it. But it was basically like a situation where they stopped him, asked him why he was jaywalking. Then that turned into, oh, uh, can we see your ID? He go to reach for his ID. They like, don't go in your pockets. He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to pull my ID out if I can't go in my pockets? They like, oh, well, just put your hands behind your back and get up against the wall. So it just turned into like a whole fucking thing. And it's just like, yo, this is a multimillionaire. This is a person in a position of power for one of the probably number top three name recognizable fashion houses in the world. Right. And y'all are harassing him outside of one of their stores because of jaywalking. And it's just like, why do we need nine cops to respond to uh. a black guy jaywalking in the richest neighborhood in the fucking America? Listen, <laughs> the, the, you just made me think about it. I was driving through Darby and... This was years ago. I was driving. You know where the basketball court is behind Main Street? Like, yep. I was taking the back block. I was driving down that. Cop rides past me. I see him make a U-turn. So I'm like, fuck this making you know, He coming to get me. You know, you start talking to yourself. Yeah. Sure enough, he throw the lights on, pull me over. He comes up. He looks at my windshield. He was like, oh, man. I thought your inspection tag said one. Because this was like March, April. Yeah. He said, like, I thought your inspection tag said one. And, but that it was a seven. Yeah. So my Jones is good till July. He's like, oh, I, I thought they said uh, one on him. Well, since I'm here, let me see your license registration. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So, so basically, your reason for the stop is invalid. But since you stopped me, now let's dig in my shit. Right. So I'm like, you know, I got nothing. To hide. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, let me my license registration insurance. Boom. I hand it to him. So I lean back. You know, I'm chilling. Whatever. Whatever. I just happen to look up in the rear view. I look. It's five cop cars. But I mean, I'm like. 
what the fuck? <laughs> yep, I'm going. I started looking around. Let me get all my shit. <laughs> let, me, let me get my personal effects yeah, in order. All my fucking uh, <laughs> shit in it. All my, my, my shit in order. He came back up, was like, uh, yeah, you can go ahead. They they had a, because uh, at the time I was driving a Buick LeSabre, silver yeah. tone. He's like, they were uh, looking for a Buick LeSabre, same co- a Buick, um, Buick car, same color, but it wasn't this. It was the uh, Regal. So, yeah, you can go ahead. I'm like, where did that come from? Right. You know what I'm saying? You stopped me for inspection stickers. Oh. At that point, that it should was, be a go ahead. That shit was crazy. Because if I was white, it would be a, oh, go ahead. You know what I saw yesterday? Did you, you just made me think about, about being white. Did you see the guy who's running up on people asking them what they do for a living? Yeah. And they driving they cars. nice cars. Have you seen that? Yeah. You couldn't do that if you were black. No, fuck no. No. Because he's like running up to where they're startled. And then they like, oh, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I do private equity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's a white guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not going to rob my house later. <laughs> he didn't and, put a tracker on my and car. I'm, and I'm GPS watching it like, no way could me and Big Dan run up with the camera like, oh, what the fuck you do for a living? There's <laughs> no way. No way on earth. with nigger just on reflex. Dog. You know what I see the other day? I just made me think about. I was watching the new episodes of uh, Counting Cars. Yeah. So a lady came in there, and it was so funny because I was like, "You would have burst out off of the shit." The lady came in. She has a 1942 Ford, right? These trucks were used in the war when World War II was going on. Yeah. So that you know, Ford was shipping a lot of shit over there, or yeah. whatever. And, um. She wanted to get the truck restored to look like it did in 1942, okay. of course. Yeah. Her husband, who died in World War II, he died under General Patton. So you know about that whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and the ambush and all. I don't know if y'all know the war and history of the you know uh, American war history and all that shit. So she's telling Danny, the owner, and yeah. Horny Mike, you know her thought on what she wants to do with the car. And she's like, you know, I'd like to see some great artistry because I know you have fantastic artists. Like maybe if you could do something, you know, uh, tribute to her husband, you know, whatever, whatever. So you know, her husband died with General Patton. And if anybody knows the way General Patton them died, it was like an ambush or whatever. So Horny Mike was like, yeah. We could definitely do some nice, you know, art graphics, maybe a nice, like a slaughter scene on the bottom of the truck. Then he was like, Mike, can we raise the class up just a little bit? Like, yo, what do you think? Shit. A nice slaughter scene? That nigga said a slaughter scene. On her car? That's a tribute to her husband that died. Danny in the was war. like, Mike, can we raise the class up a little bit? Oh, God. I'm like, yo. Talk oh. about failure to read your yeah. rules. <laughs> <laughs> nice slaughter. That's a nice slaughter scene. Yo. I'm like, who do you like the craziest person on the planet Earth dog? Filthy Rich, too. Hilarious. He said a slaughter scene. A nice slaughter scene. <laughs> a nice sla- he used the word slaughter. <laughs> can't have a nice slaughter scene, bro. I'm sorry. Not like, you know, we're going to depict a gun battle or nothing. A uh, slaughter, slaughter scene. scene. I, I screamed off of that. Holy Danny shit. Danny Straight was like, can we raise the class up a little bit? Horny <laughs> 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 <Mike. laughs> fucking Mike, man. The, um, before we do bounce, can we talk about Kyrie Irving? We have to, man. Hey, did you see what Kyrie said this past week? Kyrie was on fire this past week. Kyrie basically, 
in a way, because you know I'm a Kyrie <laughs> fan, right? You know that. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear the spin. <laughs> I get where he was going. I just didn't understand the trip that he took to get there. He went around. He went around thirty nine. Like, to, to, like to get to the Statue of Liberty, you got to take the ferry. You know what I'm saying? Why are you back in the canoe <laughs> out for no reason? You know what I'm saying? It's like because in a, in a ways when you're the star player, and we can all agree with this, if you're the star player of a franchise, like the franchise guy. You do have a level of autonomy when it comes to direction, influence, 100%. play. Aaron Rodgers, they said the other day, did you see the report came out that he will act like his headset isn't working to change the play? <laughs> did you see that? No. Did you see that? He said he getting in the huddle, the coach be like, you know, Tennessee 12. He's like, what? what? Yeah, look, we going uh, to like, <laughs> like, like, he'll hear the play and he'll yeah. straight be like, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, and then give him another play. You know what I'm saying? Like on the strength. Like, yeah. no, nah, I see the way the DB falling back. We ain't even on that bullshit. Yeah. And they'll come over and they'll like be checking his jump, be like, oh, it's working fine. Like, oh yeah, this shit is your like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Touchdown. But yeah, it's But it's like fucking Ty Detmer couldn't try that shit. You know what well, I'm saying? Like it's just it's what the it Jordan is. rules. Right. You know, stars so, are allowed. So it's like when you like LeBron, LeBron definitely will go out there and like whatever the fuck whoever coached him ever says is like, eh, I'm on this joint. You know what I'm saying? So I get what Kyrie was saying. It's just the fact that Kyrie, he doesn't Kyrie needs a, a coach. Kyrie needs like a filter. <laughs> no, like I mean like a like you know like how a life coach? Like you know how like when uh you know how when like bitches bring them like big eared white guys to the hood to get water ice and they be in a van with no tent? What they call that? Like their clients? Like yeah, they be a little crazy? Kyrie needs one of them. He needs an advocate. An advocate. Like one of them bitches <laughs> taking to get water ice and sitting on a stool. Well, what Kyrie actually meant was. Like he needs a handler. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like he'll get to talking and it just won't make any sense. And people be like, what the fuck are you. What? And a cra- we just hired Steve Nash. What do you mean? He's Everybody literally, going He's coach. literally the head coach. <laughs> he says some nice Jacques Vaughn could be the head yeah. coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh? And KD like, yeah, some nice I could be the like KD is yeah, right yeah. there, <laughs> co-signing the shit. I'm like, yo, that's why KD wanted you. These two dickheads together, but the thing is, they're gonna sleepwalk to the finals. Yeah. If KD is 85 percent of what he was, they can sleepwalk to the finals. No LeBron, no Kawhi. Yeah, you just gotta go against shitty ass Giannis, sleepwalking to the finals. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is play a little bit of defense. The crazy part <laughs> is, this sounds wild. Giannis could end up in the Western Conference. Do you imagine a LeBron, Giannis, and Kawhi-less East with KD? And he <laughs> yeah, got- with a 10-straight finals. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, so it's like, yeah, but for him to come out and just be like, oh, no, we all going coach. <laughs> Steve like, Nash, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck, dog? Steve, like- Nash been on- Steve Nash had the hardest three weeks on the job in history. First, the white supremacy shit from Stephen A. Smith, and then now your star player is saying, like, we don't have a head coach. It was weird, but I, I kind of get what he was saying. I got Again, what he was like saying, said, but to straight up say, I don't feel like we have a yeah, head coach is like. It's some Kyrie shit. It's some Kyrie shit. I, you know. 
Steve you Dash. See, I like, didn't even get Steve, busy. Steve Dash, like, yo, can I get out of here? You see, deal? I didn't even get busy in the chat when y'all was going out. Because Rob was like, wait, because you know, I'm a Kyrie dude, yeah. he a Kyle Lowry dude. And I just was like, I'm not even going to get into it. That's some stupid Kyrie <laughs> shit. I understand what he was saying, yeah. but it's just, it's Kyrie. The John that tripped me out a little bit more was the fact that he said, for the first time in my life, I got somebody that I can go ahead and let I can defer to. My problem with that is you played with arguably the greatest player of all time in LeBron James. You went to four straight finals with with (laughs) arguably the greatest player of all time. You got hurt, and so did y'all third option in Kevin Love, and LeBron had fucking Della Vadova and fucking Channing Frye two wins away from a championship without y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it a bean. Going up against the fucking greatest team of all time in the Warriors. Yeah. LeBron had that shit 2-1 without y'all. Yeah. I remember Cleveland before you were there. Y'all didn't go to the playoffs. Y'all were a 10th seed. Yeah, for sure. LeBron came. Y'all went to four straight finals. You got, let's keep it a buck, you got heavy. You felt yourself, and you said, I can run a team. You left and went to Boston with Jason Tatum, with Brown. Terry Rozier, all yeah. of them. Al Horford. And it, and it did not work, and yeah. they got rid of your ass, and they got rid of you, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it went to the second round, damn near Eastern Conference Finals, this year yeah. without you. So it's like, you have to be Jordan to say some shit like that. You have to be Kobe. You have to be Tim Duncan. You have to be Magic Johnson. Like we're, we're Isaiah Thomas. Kareem got hurt in fucking game six of them finals, and Magic played center and scored 42 points. Isaiah Thomas rolled his ankle to the point where his bone was poking through the skin, and he scored 25 in the fourth. You, you got to be one of them to say that shit about Bron. The thing is, he's hanging his hat on his one like stellar moment of hitting that shot in the finals but, and not looking at the totality of his career and the fact that you a little injury prone, you don't always make the best decisions, and you dance too much. And because of that, Boston didn't achieve what they could have achieved despite your stellar talent because of the three things that I just fucking named. You're not on the court. You make bad decisions and you dance too much. Right. So it's like for all your mercurial talent and as talented as you are, you can't say that about LeBron. No, you can't. Like Not that's reserved. You don't have. It's like Shaq says. You don't have G four classification to even say that. Shit. Like Beanie Siegel said, you just not class. Yeah, like you just not classified to speak on that. Like you, you can't say that. Jordan can say it. Yeah. If Jordan would have said that shit, it'd have been like, all right, you kind of got to. You know, what did you say? Shoot him some bell. If. Realistically, if 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 Shaq said it, you'd have been like, huh? Because nigga, you fouled out in crunch time. Exactly. Reggie Miller could say that shit, and you'd be like, oh, all right, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because Reggie gonna go get the bucket. Chauncey Billups, Robert Robert Ory could say that shit, yeah. and you'd be like, yeah, I feel him. Because he big shot Rob. It's yeah. like, yeah, he know what the fuck it's like to like knock down the shot at the fucking yeah. when it need to be knocked down. But like, you can't really say that shit because it's like outside of the one three that you hit with a minute left. Yeah. It wasn't like you hit the game winner or something. It was a right. minute left on the clock. <laughs> at the end of the day, I say it all the time. The three was huge. So was the block. 
No one, and I do mean no one in the sports world, acknowledges that Kevin Love in an ISO shut off Steph Curry twice. No one acknowledges that shit. That was some of the best defense you've ever seen in your life. Steph Curry's the best shooter on the planet, excuse me, by yeah. far and away at the time. They called an ISO to get Kevin Love by himself on an island, and he twice stopped him. <laughs> he shut off Steph Curry and made him take a bad shot with no foul. That's the reason they won that fucking yeah. game. Yeah. At the end of the day, LeBron ended up at the line after the shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the shot was crazy. So was the block. Get it fucked up. Kevin Love's defense on Steph Curry was by far and away better than both exactly. of them. It's just that that's the shot. <clears throat> that's the block. Exactly. Again, basketball has become a. It's about the highlight. It's not about what you don't see on the yeah. stat sheet. And that's where it's like the analytical shit really do matter. Because let's keep it a buck. Ain't too many other motherfuckers on that team who get caught in that ISO twice and stop him to where he takes a bad shot both sure. times. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you really got to respect Kevin Love in that situation for the way it went down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, don't get it fucked up. Kyrie, you hit the shot, but you don't have enough clutch moments in your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? To just be like, oh, no, this is the first time. I Now I got a, somebody I can rely on. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, shut up, Kyrie. Yeah, that don't make sense. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about Doc Rivers signing with the Sixers? Um. You know, somebody the other day was like, Doc Rivers gonna fit right in. He already sound like you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I fell out off of that one. I mean, organizationally speaking, I like it because it's a clear upgrade over what they had. Once I saw Brett Brett Brown walking a uh, recess with an off white jacket on, I knew he had lost the team. Like he walking in there with Ben and fucking uh, Tobias <laughs> on a Friday night. I'm like, yeah, these motherfuckers ain't going nowhere and ain't winning nothing. <laughs> so once I saw that shit, I was like, yeah, any anybody but this yeah. nigga. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, you know, Doc is a good coach. He got to get back to X's and O's. Like Doc is kind of like a true head coach in the effect of like he assembles a staff and they in charge yeah. of this, this, and this. But he gotta be the one to put his hands on these players and say, and B, you fat as shit, you lazy, you need to get to get, get it together. Ben, you need to fucking go lock yourself in a fucking gym somewhere, get out of the fucking nightclub, practice your jump shot. You already are one of the three, probably four best perimeter defenders in the league. We got to round out your game. Yeah. So it's like the same thing that he's being charged with of saying like his players weren't in shape for the bubble. He got to do that same shit over again with younger <laughs> <laughs> players. They asked Kendrick Perkins how he felt about Doc signing with the Sixers. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins said, it's a great move. Doc Rivers is going to do outstanding things with Joel Embiid. You look at what he did with DeAndre Jordan. You look at what he did with myself. And I was saying it like, <laughs> what the fuck did he do with DeAndre Jordan? Kendrick Perkins. Oh, yo, Kendrick Perkins is nuts. Kendrick Perkins is crazy, man. I'm like, yo. I sent y'all that video the other day. Dog, Kendrick, I was the fucking o- the, the opening joint was, I mean, if you healthy and you in the bubble, you might as well play and see what happens. <laughs> I was like, yo, what type of analysis is this? Yo, Charles Barkley straight said, if you lock DeAndre Jordan in a gym overnight and tell him he couldn't dunk, yeah, when you come points. in the morning, he'd have six points. <laughs> yo, 
I was sitting there to myself like, what the fuck did Doc Rivers do with DeAndre Jordan and Kendrick Perkins? That nothing. was so good. Literally, I was nothing. like, what? <laughs> Kendrick Perkins really get on that. Kendrick Perkins averaged four point three points per Yo. game in like career. Yo, Kendrick Perkins come back the title though. I give you that. Definitely, definitely come back. He's come back the title early, early in the game, like his second or third year. <laughs> yeah, he's come back the title early. He walking in the locker rooms as eleven men on the roster. Like, yeah, nigga, you see, you see what that's about. Yeah, it's that nigga. hard work, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had three of the eighty greatest players of all Bro. time on one team, and Rondo. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> another, another funny joke from you know the the virtual fan, which I absolutely absolutely hate. The oh, you virtual, hate the virtual I, fan? I, it's because they're not. Did you see Wayne smoking the weed <laughs> on his virtual? It's just stupid. It's just dumb. But they had the virtual fans there for the. Uh, the last game in the Western Conference Finals the other night. So on the screen, in the virtual fans, you could see Obama, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, what's the power forward from the Lakers from the 80s? Showtime. James Worthy. James Worthy. Uh, Jerry West was there. All these people was there. Paul Pierce was in the middle. So somebody posted it on Twitter. was like, man, look at all the legends in the virtual fans. And uh, Nick Young. Not Nick Young. What's his name? From... Uh, be on the joint in the morning. Uh, the white dude, he, he's super LeBron fan. It's Nick something. What the fuck? Oh, is, uh, Nick Wright. Nick, Nick Wright. Wright. Nick Wright commented on a tweet. Was, somebody was like, look at all these legends in the virtual feds. And Nick Wright commented on was like, yeah, and Paul Pierce there too. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit went like viral. Paul Pierce like started going at him. <laughs> he was like, yeah, and Paul Pierce in there too. And they pulled up the joint with Draymond. Like, you ain't Kobe. <laughs> you ain't Kobe, nigga. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> It is crazy how Paul Pierce has like ruined his. He just because he just he's ruined his truthness. He had bad take after bad take, and he has an inability to keep it real. The, the, and and the, as an analyst, all you have is your objectivity and your like transparency. So Paul Pierce the other day basically went off on the uh, the jump with Jalen Rose and him, yeah. and he basically was like, "This new generation is scared of LeBron." See, the thing with us is we wasn't afraid of him. So then somebody pulled up every game LeBron played against Paul Pierce and it's like 30, 33, 35, eight times, 37, <laughs> nine times. It's it, all the way up to 47. LeBron had 46 on him. Like, yeah. five, it's all of Jones. So somebody said it to Paul Pierce on Twitter. It was like, bro, you forgot. And Paul Pierce commented, so what that mean? <laughs> I'm like, yo, Paul Pierce is nuts. <laughs> He's fucking insane. Like, LeBron literally <laughs> so ended. So what that mean? So what that mean? Like, LeBron literally ended y'all. He torched y'all. Like, he put y'all into a retirement home. Like, what the fuck are you talking about all trio all trio Garnett tried to say he broke lebron yeah like them like guys a couple are, months ago guys are crazy i think you might have said it the other day i think it was you that was like i've never seen a group of individuals ride one championship longer was that no you? it wasn't me somebody the other day said it i don't know who i was talking to i don't know if it was on twitter or if in like they've had all type of reunions and but, some, all but somebody said it was like i've never seen a group run one championship into the ground longer and harder than them. And I, it made me think about Garnett, Paul. You know they don't even like Ray Allen because Ray Allen, like, Ray, he, Ray Allen was like, nigga, it's still more chips to get. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to go get more chips. Like, y'all tripping. You want me to sit up here and die with y'all niggas, get traded to Brooklyn? Like, I'm not trying to do a fucking uh, family feud as the OA yeah. Celtics. Like, yeah, like, they really ride Kendrick Perkins, all of them. They ride that one championship 
really into the pavement. And it's just like, bro, y'all got a Lakers team that wasn't ready yet. Nobody else was formidable at the time. The Spurs was kind of falling apart. It's like, yeah, y'all got like, you got to understand something. To get a championship is one thing. But even like with LeBron and AD and them this year, they like, oh, no, they get this championship. It's cool, but they got to get the next one and then the next one. You know, and that's really what, because we talk about all the time, basketball is a dynasty sport. It's built for dynasties. It's what it is. So it's like, yeah, you get one championship and then never do it again. It's like, 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 think about like it. y'all the, do know the Lakers won two <laughs> in that direct era right after y'all. The right? Celtics won the championship and didn't even make the Eastern Conference Finals the next year. Right. It was LeBron and uh, Dwight Howard going at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all didn't even make the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's just like, yeah, it's like y'all was a good team, but y'all not like the greatest teams of all time. And Paul Pierce really be like on that joint with LeBron just because he aggy about the shit yeah. to where <laughs> it's like, oh, no, LeBron ain't that good and y'all make him out to be this. And look, Paul Pierce did his top five players and LeBron wasn't on there. LeBron was like, I, I I got LeBron at six or seven, depending on the day. He was like, he's never taken the organization from the bottom to the top. And I'm like, Cleveland? <laughs> like, the Cavaliers? The Cavaliers? <laughs> like, from the bottom to the top. He's ne- He said he's never done it. He took Cleveland from the bottom to the top twice. Twice. Crazy. Paul Pierce is insane. Paul man. Pierce is crazy, yo. Paul Pierce is nuts. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, not really. Not really. Um, they still acting weird, boy. Oh, me- follow up on the story from last week. Oh, wait, wait, real quick, real quick. With the line coming out about the presidential debate, what do you think happens in this debate? More nonsense. No, no, I'm, no, I'm not talking about debate. I'm talking about the actual presidency. Do you see a Trump oh, victory? You said debate. I thought you meant I, I meant, I meant the president, like the actual election. I think Trump going to wipe the floor with him. I think Trump got this shit. Like, I, like all things going into the last election was that Hillary had this shit, and there was no way Trump was going to win. He's a clown and blah, blah, blah. The difference is he mobilizes people. His people come outside. They come and vote. They don't take nothing for granted. They fucking go and cast their ballot for who they want to win. I actually think Biden wins, yo. The only thing that's going to slow Biden down, and I hate to say this, is, is Kamala. Be, you know, like the thought of you know them middle America people with a black woman that would be the only joint for me. But it's like, I think Trump has fucked up enough. Like you figure he in the I got Corona bag. <laughs> he's he's it's, it's it's no holds bars at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's gonna get uh, attacked in the next couple weeks. Watch. Yeah. Trump got attacked by some Antifa people <laughs> last night. I'm telling you, I'm watch. The fact that it's this close. After the past six months, isn't good for Biden. Like, what else has to happen? Yeah, yeah. I give you that. <laughs> I think Trump got it, man. I just, I just think that he's mastered the entertainment aspect of the political game, and he knows what gets votes. Yeah, I, I definitely give you that all day. I just don't think Uncle Joe got enough, man. Slow Joe. I don't think Slow Joe got enough, man. I'm interested. I'm interested to see the vice president debate. That should be pretty good. Yeah, we didn't even get to roll. We didn't even get to talk about the platinum plan that Trump rolled out two weeks ago. What is the platinum plan? The Let's platinum do that real plan, quick. Put the pretzel down. Let's do that. Real the quick. platinum plan. What are, is the platinum plan? Because I the, still don't really understand the it. The platinum plan is five hundred billion dollars allotted directly to the black community from the Republican National Committee, and. What Trump is saying 
Number one, he rolled the shit out in what city was he in? Atlanta. Atlanta. The blackest city in America. Hot Atlanta. Motherfucker went to Atlanta <laughs> and rolled his shit out. And he said, I'm going to give people, I, I don't want to fuck this up, so I'm going to read exactly what, what he said. I have notes from last week. The platinum plan. I remember meeting my homie in Atlanta when I was trucking, and he was like, "Yeah, man, it's my first time down here in Hotlanta." I was like, "I'm pretty sure nobody actually refers to it <laughs> as Hotlanta." As Hotlanta. <laughs> he really said that. Shout out, Chris. Fucking Hotlanta. So, <laughs> what Trump said is 500 billion over the next four years dedicated to black people, not people of color, specifically the black community. He said his goal is to create 3 million new jobs for black people and start 500,000 new businesses. They're going to give black people better access to technology and a school choice for every black parent in America to where it's like all that neighborhood school shit is out the window. You can pick where you want your, uh, uh, get like a list of schools that you want your kid to go to and they'll make the fucking, uh, Arrangement to make sure the kids get you know bust in the school or whatever whatever like that. So he rolled this out was it two weeks ago in Atlanta, and um, he's basically like this was his little joker for the black community, and it was just like yo Trump pulling out all the stops. Now he's probably completely full of shit and lying. However, for people that are looking for a reason to vote for him, he's giving people of every. Color except Mexican. He's giving uh, all of them a reason to vote for him. And it's like, yo, when we talk about, uh, like, you know, Pastor Carl was here and we talk about, like, resources specifically for black people and making these people earn your vote. This is the type of shit that we're talking about. Not to say that either one of us are Trump supporters because we're not, but this is what we're talking about specifically. What are you going to do for the black community? Not group it in with people of color, with Indians and Asians and Hispanics and all of this old shit. And then black people got to go search and fight to find the fucking money. Like, what are you going to do for black people? And this is a start in the right direction if he's not completely full of shit because he just went to fucking fucking hospital saying that he had COVID. He's discharging himself tonight at 6.30 and he had a press conference. Oh, Lord. Are you serious? <laughs> so, who knows? He may have forgotten. The COVID might have gotten his brain and he forgot that he said he was going to do this shit <laughs> two weeks Yo, ago. what's up with the platinum plan? Huh? huh? I don't know. I, I, I had the Rona. Whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I said before Thursday yeah. is null and void. Yeah. No platinum plan. I'm telling y'all, Trump gonna lose this John, yo. You pulling out bullshit like this, yeah. Look, I'm gonna give you niggas five hundred billion. All right, <laughs> get that deal. Once, once they signed the two trillion, and then another two point two trillion is done, and just waiting on ratification. All bets is off with the money part yeah. of it, like. It's whatever with the U.S. government, like they've completely mortgaged everybody's future down the line. Like fuck it. Y'all niggas can get on board and get this paper now, or y'all can worry about y'all kids later. But the money is coming out one way or another, yeah, dickhead. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens. I told you, I want to see the next debate with Kamala and uh, Mike Pence. I'm definitely on pins and needles watching that. Yeah, debate. that should be pretty good. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Oh, following up from last week um, at the end, uh, we talked about the uh, situation with uh, one of our listeners um, whose son um, was involved in a car accident with his child's mother in the uh, Houston area, Greensport. Um, unfortunately, the, the young man did ultimately pass away. He was in critical condition. Man. Yeah, so he, uh, he, he was seven years old. He, um, he passed away. The other 
smaller child in the car passed away and his child's mother. The only person that survived was the teenage girl that was in the front seat. So completely tragic situation. We actually do have a... Um, it's a GoFundMe circulating. His sister put up a GoFundMe. I circulated it last night, sent it around some people that I know. Um, Pastor Carl said that he's going to have some people from the faith community that he was going to send it to to contribute. But they're basically trying to raise money for the memorial services for the uh, seven-year-old uh, boy. His name is uh, Carlton. So if y'all go on my Instagram, uh, my story from last night, I put the news story up and I put the GoFundMe up. Y'all can go on there, swipe um, on my story, and donate to the uh to the memorial for the seven-year-old uh, young man, Carlton, that uh, passed away last week in the Houston area in a car accident. So Tragic, tragic, tragic situation. And, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that that gets taken care of. You know, you, you in a position like, you know, like our guy is, it's like, yo, you lose your son and your son's mother. The last thing you want to be worrying about is how we going to pay, you know, yeah. for the services to bury these people. So whatever y'all can contribute, a dollar, two dollars, twenty five dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever it is, we want to try to hurry up and get that taken care of so that they can uh, put his little boy in the ground. GoFundMe.com slash Memorial of Carlton. Uh, the goal is uh, eight thousand. So far, we up to twenty one twenty one. So people have been uh, contributing. Forty three people just donated since last night. So we got some traction on this joint. It was at nine hundred when I got to it. So I feel like I've uh, you know I gave money and then I've had a bunch of people that I know that uh, donated to it also. So keep uh, you know keep donating. If y'all need the link, just hit me on my DM. Um, I'll send y'all the direct link uh, where to. But it's on my story also. I'm gonna go on there. Not my, when you when your birthday comes, aren't people supposed to cash at you? Absolutely. I, I hate to Yo, be that guy. Well, my birthday, like people cash at me probably like four hundred dollars, like random people. I went on my cash app. Uh, yesterday. No action. It's only the <laughs> shit I've sent out. I, I didn't see anything. So the cash app is Matt makes me sick because I'm gonna go donate to this. So y'all might as well, you know, hit me off. That right. You'll have more washes, to donate. One to hand the, yeah. washes the other. You see how that works? You know what I'm saying? Each one, reach one, teach one. However, absolutely. How are you, how are you supposed to say it? Uh, anything else? No, nah, not really, man. Um, we'll be back here again next week. Salute to him though, because he's on our intro. Definitely. Um, October nineteenth. Yeah, two weeks. October nineteenth. We're going to have a follow up to the political show we did with Morgan Cephas back in April for the primary election. She's going to be back. We'll uh, have the call-ins with her, and then she's got like two or three other people that are like they, they got to come up here, man. That they being weird about you know she got a uh, her sister has a, a young child and she got older people so who's being weird about COVID. Well, then we, we might have to you know what I'm saying or <laughs> get, put up get get the Skype hook up. Got to get the Skype hook or, up. Like, no, no, because <laughs> the phone it just takes away from yeah. the energy and just. We we'll put up one of them science project cardboard zones. <laughs> you can just sit on the other side of something, you know, like the uh, the Catholic confessionals or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but just we gotta figure that out. We gotta figure that out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they they, they definitely want to come back, and we gotta have uh, Kev come back soon too. Um, our our legal uh, yeah, yeah, consultant yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart Jr. We gotta have him come back soon also. Uh, I got nothing else. I got nothing else, man. Happy birthday to my partner, uh, Matt. Thirty six, you're closing in on me. Go hit that cash app. You you're gonna you're gonna keep going though. I'm not gonna close in on you. It's like it's not gonna get a. I don't know, man. The distance ain't gonna be shorter. At the rate I'm going, it might be over soon. (laughs) (laughs) Might outlive me. I'm about to get out of here and go fake workout. Uh. I got nothing else. I got nothing, man. Appreciate the listenership. Make sure I hit that YouTube, yo. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Just search TRPE on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the fucking alert button so that y'all get updates on all the new videos. We doing 
Audio Monday, Video Wednesday, consistently be pumping these joints out, man. Big Dan is here every yeah. single week. We working, yo. We out. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.